Warning, the following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE show. Tonight is our Survivor Interviews, and... This one is going to be really, really special. Um, Someone that doesn't do this anymore, and I don't think really ever got into it too much. She uh, left the show and went on with her life, which is what I always tell players they should do. But it was a great season, great cast, and she was a special player. And uh, we're going to talk to her about that season. We'll talk to her about what happened with Blood versus Water. And we'll catch up with her on what's going on. Does she still watch the show? Um, She's married now. And I will tell you, there are certain players that have been on Survivor where you can just say one word and everybody knows who they are. You can say Rob, you can say Malcolm, you can say Sandra, you can say Russell, you can say Tyson, you can say Tony. Everyone knows who they are. Same way with this guest tonight. All you have to do is say two little letters, and everyone knows who you're talking about. R.C. How are you doing, RC? I'm I'm flabbergasted. I mean, this this uh, intro is so generous. I feel like very undeserved. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say uh, leopard bikini more than my actual name. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But but you are known you are known for for that. And I didn't tell you this this week when we were talking. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you I'm sure you probably still got the pictures. But what about that the shoot that you and Angie and Katie did? Oh yes, yes, yes. Yep. I see. I was trying to get some stuff going, so uh, before I sort of went off into the sunset. Um, but yeah, I still have those pictures too, and a lot of good ones. I, I've never released them. Yeah, I've, I've, I've well, I've, I've got. I think Angie gave them to me, if I'm not mistaken. But but I've, mm-hmm. I've got them. Yeah, they're they're great pictures. Over, you know, I, I mean, you know, and, when and I get three, older, three, I'll just and look what back what was it. so good for me is three three of my favorite people. You know, I know all no. three three of them, and uh, everybody, everyone, all, and it's odd. All three of you went back on with your lives, and and you're not yep. on Twitter trying to be Survivor famous. You're not on Instagram <laughs> trying to be Survivor famous. You went on with your life. I tried. <laughs> we can get into that a little <laughs> bit as well. Um, I think it wasn't even like a conscious decision. It just kind of just happened um, organically, and I'm, I'm thrilled that it did. Uh, but, you know, it was just sort of easier to close that door and then sort of still being like, are they going to call me every January? Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk a little bit about that later too because I want to ask you about, you know, after what happened with you and your dad, um, mm. For the blood versus water, we'll talk a little more. 
more about Survivor after that? And did they try to get you again? And what was going on? <laughs> and and uh, um, of course, I mean, we've got to talk about the swimming background, you and your father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my dad was, like, an amazing swimmer. Um, he was, like, a six-time All-American. Uh, he's just amazing. And so we sort of just grew up uh, going to the pool literally every single day. And then I just became a really big swimmer because of that. Um, and I think what I, what drew me to the show, season one, episode one, was the athletic, you know, part of it, the mental part of it. Am I tough enough? Um, and, of course, it was on an island, right? Like, I don't think I would have been drawn to it the same way if it was, like, Antarctica, right? Like, all those challenges was, like, I put myself in there saying, can I do this? Um, and I was a huge fan from day one. And I remember day one being, like, I'm going to apply for this show. And my mom's, like, over my dead body. And then it just kind of happens, or, again, very, very organically. And I'm very blessed that it all sort of was very easy for me because I know a lot of people, they spend years, if not decades, applying. And some of them are, like, really good, and I'm sad that casting doesn't take a bigger approach to casting fans versus trying to find the right mold of somebody. Right, right. Well, and of course, this was one of, uh, I think, most fans' favorite seasons and cast. I know it's one of mine. I, I mean, some of my, I mean, I love Philippines. I love Nicaragua. I love Pearl Island. Mm-hmm. I love all of all those of casts. Those. Yeah. And uh, this was back in 2012 when it aired. And at the mm-hmm. time, you were an in, you were an investment banker. Is is that right? I was. Yeah, yeah. So um, I graduated college. I had internships in college, and I sort of thought I wanted to go into finance. You know, um, I was dated finance guys, uh, so it was really easy <laughs> for me to just keep going there. Yeah, it's true. I sort of knew what I was getting myself into. Um, so I did about seven, eight years at that point, and it was torture really you know it was long hours day in day out of course I was a female but like you know I was I was very well respected but it was tough when I first started I was at Bear Stearns I was the only female out of 30 men so I think my personality is a little yeah it's a little bit more of like a masculine personality which I think gets me into trouble which we can talk about again later as well um connecting with folks on the island um but basically I was there turning a book on Friday eight Friday literally like eight nine o'clock I'm still working I basically have the whole weekend I'm gonna have to be sitting in the office working and because I did M&A mergers and acquisitions and so you constantly had to keep like doing you know running financial statements based on where the stock price was so um I was doing I was doing that and I was thinking about Survivor and I was like oh I can't remember what season was that do you remember what was airing in that fall of, of 2011 whatever that season it was amazing and I was like oh and so I googled I googled you know how to apply and it said yeah. that tapes were due on Tuesday so wow. I text like my yeah so I text my dad and I was like you know I would love to just like send in a tape see whatever happens right so my dad came to my um apartment building in New York he just happened to have to go to work that day or whatever so he showed up I went upstairs to um, we'd a we'd a pool actually and and a really nice view of New York skyline and I put on a bikini I didn't put on any makeup I'm not sure if I even brushed my hair <laughs> and I did, I did one take literally one take that was it my dad sent it in I didn't even send it in and I was like oh they'll never call me um, but what was, what was happening at that point was Occupy Wall Street 
So I think it was like very much like in people's minds about investment bankers and Wall Street and what's going on. And so yeah. I think I was just like the perfect tape. I didn't think I don't think they ever thought they would one get like, you know, a real person with like a real job on Wall Street applying and I was female and pretty athletic and I think I had a personality. So I was like they would like literally drooled for me and I kinda knew that early on. So uh it was a very easy process for me, um, through casting. Yeah. Yeah, I would guess, you know, with your background um, and what what career you had going, and, and mm-hmm. I'm sure the bikini helped, but mm-hmm. um, all of those together makes for a pretty good applicant. Yeah, and I was a fan, right? I, You know, you, you talked about the other two beauties of the season. Katie and Angie were both recruited. So it's like I don't think that they typically get um, – you know, girls who can fill out a bikini and actually can, you know, <laughs> do some other stuff as well. <laughs> well, I, I think you could probably, I think you could ask male fans of the show um, mm-hmm. to come up with uh, three from one season that they liked more. And they there probably wouldn't be many p- people pick anybody other than you, Angie, and Katie. <laughs> yeah, we we kind of all fit packages for different folks. It's really interesting. And I would say, I was actually talking about it with my mom just today. And, you know, in one, one world, everyone's still friends. Everyone still loves each other, right? But it was a really boring season. And I wondered to myself, if I was on that season instead, right, would I, I had a better experience? Would, you know, would I have enjoyed it more? Would have I stuck in the world a little bit more? Would I have all these friends? And, like, you know, I don't think I would have even wanted to be in Warm World because it was such a bad season, right? There's something yeah. to be said for being in such a memorable season. Yeah, well, you, you were, I mean, uh, Philippines is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've, got, I've got the DVD. I mean, it, it was, <laughs> uh, I mean, and, and plus one of, well, I say one, maybe my favorite male player ever, Penner. Um, mm, yes, was sir. on that season. Yeah, um, we're that. really we're really good friends. I was really close with his wife. Um, yeah, Stacy was awesome. Yeah, she was. She was. But uh, when you get there and you and you get ready to play, you know, being a fan mm-hmm. and, and knowing some of these players, and you get out there mm-hmm. and you see Russell Swan, mm-hmm. Michael Scoopin, and Jonathan Penner. Mm-hmm. What's what's the first mm-hmm. thing you're thinking? Oh, we have no chance now, or are you thinking this is really cool? So what happened was, I'm going to be very honest with you. So they sent us DVDs before we we left, like a week before we left. They sent us DVDs. So I pop them in. I'm I'm sitting with my mom and my dad, and we put two and two together. Like we got it. It was really like the DVDs they sent us was episode one episode maybe the merge and then the final episode and i'm like okay well in the dvds that they sent us in all the seasons there's three major things that happened right like issues with somebody and so i put two and two together and then i may or may not have contacted one of the three people who are going to be on the season (laughs) (laughs) yeah that happened trust me that happens a lot And so, you know, when I was sitting in Ponderosa early, you know, I remember my casting person being like, what do you think of everyone? I'm like, well, I'm just waiting for the other three to show up. And she kind of laughed. She's like, why do you say that? <laughs> it was like the handwriting was on the wall. So I sort of already knew the three was coming. I was kind of excited about it. 
Um, I kind of had an idea or a plan of what I wanted. Of course, I knew Kenner was not going to be on my my actual tribe, so I thought I would get Michael or Russell, and I thought I could work with both of them. I didn't think that they would be my main alliance, um, but I thought that I would pull them in a little bit. So every my plan was executed flawlessly except for the team <laughs> that was around me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then I mean, once it gets going, um, mm-hmm. it, <clears throat> it starts out quite differently than it ends up. Because mm-hmm. you start yeah. out forming in an in an alliance with Abby mm-hmm. and Pete and Michael, mm-hmm. and of course mm-hmm. everyone everyone still talks about the rivalry between you and Abby. So I that know. just didn't quite go right. No, it didn't. So what happened was it actually all goes back to casting in my mind. So in casting, all these people were in casting with me, and production talked to me very openly about stuff. And so they were like, okay, well, what do you think of Malcolm? What do you, obviously, I didn't know their names. What do you think of Pete? And so, you know, I was very honest with them. Malcolm is not my type whatsoever, and I think that they really wanted me to kind of have a showman's, right? And then when it came to Pete, I was like, Pete looks like a Jersey Shore guy. I'm like, you know, <laughs> physically, he's not bad to look at, but I'll just fucking manipulate him. So <laughs> I think that they liked the w- things I was saying, and so that's why I got Pete. So I was not surprised at all. You know, again, showing up, Pete was on my tribe. So I'm sure you guys know when they do the intros, then they kind of put you on separate boats because they have to set up for another shot. So we're right. on the boat. I'm looking around, and I don't think we had Michael at this point, I have to say. I think it was just me, Pete, Abby, Lisa, and Artis. And Artis didn't look at anybody once in Ponderosa. I don't – I think he like, just looks like he was a meme mean mean man (laughs) so I was like I was like okay well I don't really have many options here like I'm not going to pick the old woman and so I was like okay this is really easy um me Pete and Abby can just form a major alliance and like you know so we were like kind of doing hand motions and talking to each other and I think we like came up with a really good plan of how to get all the stuff on the boat and so I felt really strong with those three then plus Michael you know you know, Lisa was just crying every single day, and so she was like a lost cause. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> and we can go into this more. I just don't know which direction you want me to take. Um, but uh, you know, I I think that I'm not I'm not Pete's type. He needs like an Angie instead. And so I think from uh, a production standpoint, well, no. I'm a, I'm gonna be real honest with you. He needs a uh-huh. sugar mom is what he needs. I well, mean, I think he needs a sugar I'm, daddy, but okay. no, he he needs a sugar mama that'll take care of him. That's kind of been Pete's problem. I mean, he's he's been through a few. Um, you know, he dated uh, Michelle, mm-hmm. who was who was I a know, winner. I he know. dated her until she figured that out, and of but course, you know, it, the, it ended bad with Abby too. Um, but he didn't want to date Abby. That's the point. That's I had so much background on this stuff that I'm happy to talk about. He was bamboozled in that one. He wanted nothing to do with her over and over and over again, and said it to her face. She just didn't understand what was going on, and he was kind of stuck. And then he wanted to go out to LA, and she was like, "Come stay with me," blah blah blah. And like he was stuck. yeah, that, and, and, and he did. <laughs> Yeah, because it was just like, it was better for Pete. But I have to tell you, when they got when he got voted out, he was kind of hanging out with me. I have no idea why, but he was hanging out with me. She was there, and she just kept saying, 
you're sleeping because everyone could pick a bed at that point or a room in that point. They didn't, we didn't have to have yeah. And he kept being like, oh, well, I'll sleep there. And she's like, no, you're sleeping with me. Like, he didn't get wow. a choice. And he kept being like, no, 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 I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. And, he's, and she's like, yes, yes, yes. So, like, am I surprised well, you had sex that night? No, but uh, at the same time, Well, like, I, I, I can tell, you know, all, all, of, all of the fans of the podcast and, and people that follow me, um, they all know that way back then, I was kind of mm-hmm. in the middle because, you know, everyone knows that you and I have been friends. And mm-hmm. everyone knows that Abby and I were friends. So I mm-hmm. was kind of in the middle, and I never played one side or the other. I just mm-hmm. listened a lot. But I can <laughs> tell you, I can tell you something you may know or you may not know, and I don't know if the fans know. But when when the plane came back home mm-hmm. and landed, those two, Abby and Pete, Went in the bathroom at the airport and had sex. Yeah, I, I did not know that, but, like, it, I mean, they had sex in Ponderosa, so, like, I'm not surprised. But, like, I think it was just a whole, I don't think he ever looked like he was interested in her. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, he was he interested out, in When he moved people. out there, when he moved out mm-hmm. there, they started doing some videos and stuff together and posting them online. And you could always tell... Yeah, this guy is just—he's really not that, and not that into her. <laughs> no, and I feel really bad because I think Abby has like bad pickers. Like she didn't get it. Like he said it many, many, many times to her face. I don't like you. Stop it. Stop it. You know, I don't uh, know why he continued to do what he did, but like I felt really bad. She just wasn't—he wasn't that into her, and we all knew it and laughed about it. Um, and she spent—I don't know how much time and money on him. It was just ridiculous. Yep, a lot. A lot. See, I, I see. I actually knew her before the cast was even announced. Mm-hmm. I had gotten tipped. I had gotten tipped off about her and that she was going to be a big character, a new villain, and so I contacted her, and she mm-hmm. talked to me. You know, we started talking mm-hmm. and, and started having a friendship even before the cast was announced. She sent me pictures from the hospital. Um, when she had her surgery on her knee, um, okay. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew her. Did you did you guys know that she had injured herself out there early in the game? I do not believe she injured herself in the game. I think she injured herself before and got production to pay for it. Oh, okay. That's interesting. That's my, I, like I think she didn't have a pasapis in. She didn't have money for surgery, so it was a really easy way to get production to pay for it. Yeah, and she's a because bad what athlete. I was I, I was told, it happened on day one is what I was told. Yeah, how how does so. it happen on day one? I mean, come on, really? <laughs> and it was a really great excuse. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I have to sit out of challenges. Like, no, you're a really bad athlete. We want you to sit out challenges. <laughs> well, what about what about scooping? Mm-hmm. Did he give off any kind of vibes? about what would eventually happen with him in his life? No, and I feel really bad about that. I'm, like, very torn. I don't, I, you know, I thought about how I'm going to answer this question, and I really don't have a good answer for you. I think it's very sad. I, you know, the reason why he was being watched, I think, from the FBI was very different than why he's, is he still incarcerated? or? I think he's out. 
I think he's out, but he he part of part of his probation and everything is he mm-hmm. he still can't have an online account. He can't be on the internet. Got it. So that's why he's not. I mean, he was in Whisper Suit. So, mm. um, and I, I, I knew him. I knew him really, really well. And him mm-hmm. and Pinter got to be. They got to be pretty close back then. Um, yeah, it's, I would say. But no, it's, I it's had like no idea. What, when it happened, mm. everyone kind of washed their hands. You know. Well, what do you say? Like, it's a very shocking thing. It's not an allegation. It's a, you know, it's proof. And it's really sad. And, like, you know, it, it's hard to grapple. I was already grappling with the fact that, like, I felt like he lied to me out there anyway and didn't protect me or even had my back in, like, a hair season is about to happen kind of way. Yeah. Um, and then when this kind of happens, it's sort of like, okay. So I don't, you know, I don't think I wash my I, like, I don't like to think I wash my hands with anybody. I just like to think that I moved down with my life. Yeah, I can tell I can tell you firsthand something he did that I thought was was pretty bad, pretty wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I I mean I was friends with him. We used to talk all the time, and mm-hmm. uh, and everybody knows that I'm big friends with Angie. And mm-hmm. after you guys got back, of course, everyone knows how Russell Hansen is. He wanted mm-hmm. somehow he wanted somehow to get to talk to Angie, mm-hmm. and. She wouldn't reply to him, wouldn't talk to him, so he goes to Scoopin' mm-hmm. and gets her phone number from Scoopin'. Scoopin' gives her mm-hmm. phone number up. Right. And he calls her and starts sort of stalking her, and mm-hmm. Angie told me about it because she knew I knew Russell and I knew Michael. Mm-hmm. And so I call Michael. I, what the hell are you doing? If you're going <laughs> to give her number up like that, ask her first. Don't. This yeah, yeah, crazy. yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um Michael doesn't think about that kind of stuff. I don't think he would think what the and, repercussions and Sarah, would be. And Sarah, it was it was a three-way call. It was me and Angie and uh Dawson, all three on the mm-hmm. call. Because Dawson yeah. also had an issue with uh with Russell. So, Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know, that but anyway, you, you, you get you get yeah you get you get the game going, and mm-hmm. presto, you find a clue to an idol and you share it mm-hmm. with Abby. Well, I had to share it with her because she saw me find it. That's what people don't realize is that I she was right there. I don't think they really showed it on camera that way, so it wasn't like I could keep it to myself. If it wasn't up, it wasn't with her, I would have I would have kept it to myself. Um, but I think that, like, tr- there was trouble in paradise. Like, Abby started losing it. I don't think people understand what she really was like uh, on the show, like, day in, day out, 24-7. I think Pete at one point was like, if we lose, that was, like, on the first first challenge, he's like, Abby's got to go. Even at that point when it was going to be Lisa because we felt like Lisa was dead weight. So, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, and then, and um, then of course, she, she ends up telling Pete about the clue. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the two of them go looking, and they find it. They find the idol. They find it. Mm-hmm. And then Pete yeah. somehow convinces, you know, the, the you know, meta. I'm trying to, like, find a, a good enough um, analogy of calling Addie as dumb <laughs> as she is. But I can't even find one. She's just so that dumb. So she gets manipulated by Pete that I shared the clue with other people because, like, somehow it ended up in the bed. Like, why would I ever fucking do that? But she was such a hothead. Right. She wouldn't talk to me. So she has the idol. 
but the clue is somehow in the bed and somehow I all did it. I did it without, you know, when she knows that there are other people involved. And so that was sort of, yes, the demise. But I think other things were happening before that. I think I was losing my grip on, like, my relationship with Pete. I think Pete really does not like strong females whatsoever. I think he likes Abby where he can manipulate her with this stupid idea and, like, she fell for it. I was not that kind of girl. Like, I wanted to be in equal partnership with something and, like, to be reasoned with if you wanted to vote someone out or you wanted to do something, right? Yeah. He didn't want that. So I think it was like, you know, I think it was actually in the end very stupid for Pete because no one remembers him. Everyone just remembers me and Abby, right? Right, right. Great point. So I, I that's a great, that's a great point. He's an idiot because he thinks he's like the puppet master, but like no one gives a shit about him at the end of the day. That's why he keeps having to like date people to be relevant. Yeah, yeah. Now, eventually, um, you know, mm-hmm. they find the idol, and this. Mm-hmm gets Pete to start talking to Lisa about an alliance Yeah. Mm-hmm. to blindside Michael and to kind of put you in your place where mm-hmm. you're not really yep. with them. So all yeah, of a sudden now, mm-hmm. they're bringing in other people besides you. Mm-hmm. What's the problem with that, Jim? <laughs> we didn't lose well, the fucking challenge. We didn't lose the challenge. Yeah. So exactly. there's absolutely no reason to wheel deal third, third and show time in people. A row. Yeah, there's literally no reason you had to show your cards, be playing, be manipulative, be strategic, because we didn't go to, to tribal council. So he created this whole thing, which was, again, a very smart for Pete, right? What would have been smarter for him is to keep his mouth shut and treat everyone with, like, respect and dignity. Um, and he just couldn't do that. And so we just kept winning and winning and winning. And I knew my face. And I truly believe that if he, if we just kept strong, we all would have been final six, and Pete would have been the winner. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was like, I think it was classic. I mean, when you're winning challenges like that and you're doing all this mm-hmm. other stupid stuff at mm-hmm. camp anyway, it's it's pretty classic overplaying too mm-hmm. soon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was no reason for it. No reason. Because their ego gets to them, and they just can't they can't figure it out. And so I, I would say that, you know, the really great thing about the tribe was we had four, I would say, amazing athletes. I think Artis was an amazing athlete, Mike was an amazing athlete, Pete was an amazing athlete, and I was an amazing athlete. And so right. in that combination, we constantly got to sit Lisa out or put her in positions where she didn't have to do anything. And same thing with Abby. So we just kept, we could not lose. We could not lose. And so, <laughs> you know, I really, <laughs> it would have been a very boring season. We would not be having this conversation right now if Pete yeah. was a better player at Survivor. And he'd be he'd be sitting in his own mansion in New Jersey, a million dollars richer, but he's just a <laughs> moron. I called it day one. I'll call it again a decade later. He is dumb, the dumb, dumb, dumb. <laughs> now, what about, what about Lisa? Did you all automatically know who she was? I didn't. And, like, I think I, like, I, I had no idea. And then even when, like, it came out at Tribal Council, I was like, who? Like, she's a nobody for me personally, right? And so I don't care if she was on TV. I called her, like, a beautiful older woman. She was, like, pissed off at me for saying that. But I'm like, you should have heard what production wanted me to call her. Like, the best they got out of me was to call her an older woman. 
I mean, she was just a non-character. I can't tell you. They they couldn't show what she was like because she had the fan base. But she would really yeah, and she was, and she was Exactly. She had a fan base they wanted mm-hmm. to tap into. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to keep her like a survivor sweetheart. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I found out from my experience is that, when, like, whoever gets to the end, you need to have a story for them. And the story can't be that she sat and cried, and that's why Pete pulled her in, because she was such a loser, that it was smart for him to have her versus me. It was smart for Pete to do that. He just shouldn't have been so obvious about it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit about, I'm pretty sure it was episode four, when mm-hmm. Pete decides, I'm going to put this clue in R.C.'s bag. Oh, no, it was, um, he threw it in bed. And then okay. no one sort of knew it was there. And then he pointed it out and was like, what is that? And all of us were like, what is that? And, like, I already knew I was at Shit's Creek because they stopped talking to me. I don't know if you knew that. They stopped talking to me. They were so obvious about, like, going off on walks and doing this and doing that and not really including me. And then at that point we had won the um, we had won uh, the blanket and pillow, and then it was like RC can't use that. It was weird, and like I'm just not a good confrontational person. So Abby's like having withdrawals from alcohol and cigarettes and drugs, being irrational, and I'm sitting here being like, let's hold it together, guys. She's my best chance at winning this game if I sit next to her at the end. Like I want to be your best friend. Keep it together, and right. it just didn't happen that way so I didn't I knew I didn't have the the uh the clue the idol sorry I knew that the top of the rice container was gone so I could put two and two together to realize I didn't have it and someone else had it and someone was setting me up but no one gave me so, respect to try to talk to me so when 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 Pete did that and and when that mm-hmm. happened did that kind of tune you into oh they found it they got it <laughs> Yeah, and then the problem is, and then this is day seven, I believe, because I always tell people day seven, I knew I was done. So on day seven, when this is happening, a camera basically gets in your face. And on day seven, I had to make a quick decision about who I wanted to be and what I wanted my story to end up looking like. And I knew I wasn't going to win at this point. I knew that I had an investment banking career I had to go back to. So I sort of took the high road and just tried to play like a nice human being game instead of, you know, screaming or yelling or doing anything else. Yeah. And and, and then so I think I was also are, begging, sorry, I will tell you this, I was begging production for a swap. I was like, please, please, please give me a swap, give me a swap. And I think it potentially was on the table, but Matt Saie just kept, Matt Saie, I think I said that right, the blue tribe just kept losing. I think maybe if they didn't lose so bad, they would have jumbled it up. But I think that the story was going really well for production, and so they stuck with it. Yeah. So even all right, so I mean we're we're up to episode four now and now mm-hmm. the two of them, you know, mm-hmm. Pete and Abby, now now they're they're trying to make everyone look at you as a target mm-hmm. with what yeah. they're doing. Which was not that hard, but, FYI. But, but guess guess who wins immunity again? Yeah, us. Yep. Mhm. <laughs> Yeah, it just kept going and going and going. And so now at this point, no one in the tribe will talk to me because there's only six of us, right? So Mike knows he's kind of screwed. Lisa's been on the outs, and now she's in. 
artist didn't talk to anyone, period. And I had Lisa and Abby that, you know, were going off in the sunset. So I started talking to production. <laughs> no one else would <laughs> talk to me. <laughs> That's kind of okay. it. I knew my time was done. I would sit and be like, oh, this could be my last sunset. Let's watch it. You know, like, this could be whatever, whatever. So I just tried to embrace it at that point because um, I, I kind of knew. Like, my only chance was basically to flip, go to the other side, give them numbers, and hopefully get someone else to win besides my tribe. That was my whole goal after day seven. Okay. Then, after you've won four four straight, mm-hmm. uh, the first first four, um, mm-hmm. now Matt Singh is mm-hmm. down to Malcolm and Denise. Yeah. Yep. And 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 we'll go into what happened, but I mm-hmm. I may have told you in the past about this. I I, I don't remember. I've mentioned it before on the podcast. Um, they had an idol at their camp right. that had not been right. found. I know. And mm-hmm. I can I can tell you the backstory to this. They were, you know, of course they were going to move them out one to each tribe, with with you guys getting Malcolm. But Jeff called down, asked the producer on location for that tribe. Have they mm-hmm. found the idol yet? And mm-hmm. he says no. Mm-hmm. He says okay, let's give them some more time. Let's don't move them yet. Right, right. And this went on and on for a couple of hours that day, mm-hmm. till finally Malcolm finds mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then Jeff calls again and asks, "Have they found it yet?" And the guy says. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Malcolm's got it, and Jeff's okay. Move him out. He waited right. until Malcolm found that idol to move him yeah. out. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So, um, what did you think when? All right, you know it's Malcolm Denise. What did you think mm-hmm. when Malcolm showed up? Were you glad you ended up with him? No, absolutely not. So at this point, you know, we have nothing else to do but sit talk to each other and. Um, Pete, again, being the dum da dum 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 is talking about <laughs> Malcolm all the time. He can't stop talking about Malcolm. And he also can't I can't even remember the other guy's name. Who's the blonde haired guy that was in the other tribe? Uh, Carter? I know. No, Yeah, Carter, Carter. So he also couldn't stop talking badly about Jeff, but he kept talking positively about Malcolm and Carter. And so I was like totally for Denise because I felt like I could potentially do well with her. She was wearing like a female like swimsuit like that I knew, so I was like, okay, well she might be like a triathlete or something. So at least I know like I maybe can have a connection with her that way. But we got Malcolm. So the minute we got Malcolm, I'm like, oh my god, we're not gonna lose. We're like even stronger than we were before. And on top of that, like literally before we even got to our beach, him and Malcolm made the connection, and then we're like butt buddies. No, like Pete loves men. He does not like women. So he made this connection before we even got on the boat to go back to our island. And I was like, I'm screwed again. So I was like, the only <laughs> chance I have is to keep winning. That's it. And I was like praying that I got over to Penner. That was it. That was my entire thought process. I'm like, how can Penner win? How can I get over there and help Penner? Yeah, I mean, after he shows up, um, just just to prove you had bad luck, he starts bonding with Pete. 
Yeah, I mean, but that was going to happen. Like, you know, they're young guys. Like, just like I had Andy and um, Angie and Katie that were, like, my equal on their tribe. That was who Pete had, Carter and Malcolm. So they were going to bond, too. And Malcolm is coming onto a tribe where he should be target number one, right? But, again, everyone is so stupid. They've made it so obvious that it's me or Michael that are going to get it. And so, you know, Malcolm just got to walk on, sit pretty for a while until he made it back to the merge, back to his number one ally, which was Denise. Yeah, and then, presto, like clockwork, you win mm-hmm. your fifth straight immunity challenge. Yeah. So then in the middle of this immunity challenge, I could see we're winning, right? And it's me and Katie in the back. And I kind of know what's going on. So I start telling Katie everything that's going on with my tribe. And I say, go to Penner, tell him I said all this stuff, tell him to get Carter out. I said, because Pete made a deal with Carter when we were, like, in this mud challenge. And Pete came home and told us all about it. So I'm like, tell Penner. Penner trusts me, right, because we obviously talked before the game. I'm like, get Carter out. But Pete, uh, Pete, um, what's his name? Penner didn't trust Katie. So I don't know, like, and he told me afterwards, like, I don't know if he really trusted me or anything, but, like, I'm giving him good information. If they got Carter out, it would have been better for their tribe because I think that, um, you know, then my tribe wouldn't have gotten Carter so easily, which they did. Yeah. And at this point, mm-hmm. you kind of you kind of get a lucky break and kind of start fading in the background a little bit and not being – such a target. I mean, I was always a target. They might have not just shown it on TV. I mean, everyone was gunning for, I don't know why, I don't know what it is. You know, one day I would love someone to tell me what it is about me. (laughs) Like, people, (laughs) you know, don't, like, feel bad for me or, like, want to work with me, but it just is what it is. Well, one thing, you're a strong female, and a lot of people fear strong females, you know? But I'm a nice um, female. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like strong females. I like independent females. But it scares mm-hmm. a lot of people. It scares a lot of guys, and of course, it really scares girls. So yeah, I know. Um, I know. Maybe maybe that was part of it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But according to the edit, according to the edit, mm-hmm. they started showing uh, Michael as m- kind of moving to the forefront as a target. I think it was just the edit. I really think they could have flipped it. Mike, Mike, Matt, Mike, what's his name? I can't even remember it. <laughs> so you, <laughs> I time. mean, knowing how far he went in the end, you think this was kind of an edit to start a storyline for him as him yes, overcoming this and getting to the end? Yes. yes, but this was my point. Sorry, I couldn't remember his name. Pete. Pete could have flipped a coin and said, this person's pissing me off more. It's going to be it's going to be Mike, and Mike would have voted out. Or Arcee's pissing me off more. Let's do Arcee. I mean, I don't know why he chose me over Mike, but I think he felt like he, you know, thought he could get Mike out maybe, or maybe it was like the returning player that he didn't think he had such a big target. I don't know, but he obviously wanted to play ball with Mike more than me. And yes, I do think it would be edit. Yeah, and what about what about how um, Penner Penner starts talking about a deal where um, you give up all your rice in exchange for the reward win, 
and mm-hmm. Michael wants everyone to hear it out, and eventually it's accepted, which was weird. Um, and then what you didn't know was there were letters from loved ones involved. Yeah, I'm actually really happy. My my strategy, and this is why I don't like feel like I could play the same way I did the first time, I'm a little bit more of, like, very focused on things. And so I was out of sight, out of mind with my loved one, um, which was my family, right? I didn't have a significant other. And quite frankly, I know this is going to sound really cheesy. I'm not sure if I even really knew what love was until I met my husband. So I think now I would lose it, like, a hundred times if if my husband showed up or if I got a letter. But I think it was actually better I didn't get a letter because when I did get it, eventually in Ponderosa, I cried my eyes out and couldn't handle it. So I think it was good that I stayed strong. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Well, and then back at camp, now all Mm -hmm. all of what happened, now all of a sudden, Abby and Pete, along with Artis, Mm -hmm. start going after Michael. They're furious with him about the deal. And it sort of takes a little of attention off of you. Definitely. It definitely did. And then, like, me and Michael, Michael was like, you know, like I said, he was never going to be my number one. He was always going to be my side. And, you know, I felt like I knew Michael. I think it maybe was, like, the fan in me, right, that was like, oh, you know, um, really trust him and care for him. And so, you know, I empathized with him, but it didn't change my position in the game, and it certainly didn't change that no one was still talking to me. We kind of both walked on eggshells constantly, him and I. Yeah. And now all of a sudden we're coming up to merge. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. I mean you get you get another another immunity win um, mm-hmm. where Malcolm Malcolm is really featured, having a really yeah. good showing. And mm-hmm. then like day seventeen, mm-hmm. you make the merge, RC. How did that feel? Oh, it was amazing. It felt like I had like life again, right? Like, it felt like, you know, like I said, my whole goal was basically flip to the other side and give Penner a chance and blah, blah, blah. And the problem is, like, there there was, like, no time. There's so many people. There was no time to, like, strategically talk or, like, get to know people. And, like, I think everyone was kind of fighting for it off. And I think pretty quickly um, I found out that Penner was a little bit on the outs on his tribe. So that wasn't going to fucking help me. Sorry for cursing. <laughs> And Pete Pete had already made that bond with Carter, which really brought Carter and Jeff over to Pete, right? And then who was left? And then, yeah, who else was left on that side besides Denise? I think it was just Denise. And Denise was going back with Malcolm, and so they were going to ride in the middle so that no one looked at either one of them. So I think it was really smart, again, to sort of say, okay, it was was either Penner or me, again, same thing, right? Um, And unfortunately, it was just me because Penner... And and wasn't there talk about you and Michael uh, flipping over to Tandang? Yeah, but there was no there was there was no real good plan on that because Michael was really bonded with Lisa, like really bonded with Lisa, and so I think he felt very protected by her because Lisa at least was in the group. I wasn't even in the group, so at least like yeah. he had that going for him. And I think maybe now that I think about it, maybe she was able to squeeze Pete to like target me first instead of Michael. Um, and so I think that's sort of why he was able to slide in a little bit more, too. Yeah. yeah so that was kind of it, and that was my demise. Also, also at that time, Jeff Kent um, mm-hmm. 
wanted the returning players out. He wanted them gone. Yeah. And yeah. so him and Carter actually mm-hmm. sided with Tan Dang. Yeah, yeah. But it was also because Did Carter you, and I mean, a good I, deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't expect you to have probably known him. You know, I don't know how big of a baseball fan you are. I, oh, I mean, I knew exactly none. who the guy was. <laughs> <laughs> But did that make a difference with people playing? Were they thinking, God, this guy's probably got $20 million. Yeah. There was not one person who knew who he was. Um, and I think back on a on a situation when it was just me and him, maybe, and me and him and somebody else. And I was kind of waiting. We were waiting for the bus to take us back to Congress. And all, like, production was so – all the guys were surrounding Jeff. And, like, Google Gaga over him. And so that was my first inkling to with somebody. And he talked a lot about doing, like, motocross. And so I thought he was a motocross star. Never in my wildest dreams did I think he was a, a baseball star. And quite yeah, frankly, it's hard, for me to, <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around it. The same way with these folks. Like, I knew these people so well for, you know, 20, 30, 40 days, whatever it was, right? That's my yeah. interpretation of who they are as individuals. Like, I know that person. I don't know the baseball person, right, on TV. Like, that's that's someone I'm having now. Yeah. And and did you realize, did you realize at this point with Denise that this lady has been to every single tribal council we've had this season? Well, we did make jokes about it because half of us didn't even have porches. And they all had porches and knew what they were doing. So I think... I was just trying to talk to anybody, literally anybody, and I remember trying to talk to Denise about stuff, and she's like, Arcee, I am not talking about this with you anymore. And, and that's basically <laughs> one of the biggest reasons I didn't vote for her. Um, I don't think she gives a shit because she still walked away with, like, a million dollars. But she was, she was very cross with me at the end of the, that tribal council because she knew she was voting me out, and she didn't want to show her cards. Wow. Then, then we... Then we come to the fatal tribal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, every uh, the majority wanted Penner out, like you said. He mm-hmm. he had become a a, a big target, but mm-hmm. he had an idol. Mm-hmm. So he had received five votes, but that canceled it out. Right. And right, right, right. they split votes between him and you in case mm-hmm. he had an idol. And you Correct. become yep. the first member of the jury, what we call the mm-hmm. mayor of the jury. Yes, sir. Were you were you um, kinda was it kinda like okay, I have fought the good fight, I've tried my hardest and I'm walking away and I'm okay. I'm gonna go have some good um, food tonight and I'm okay or were you bitter? Um, I don't I don't love the word bitter because it's like whatever emotions you're feeling, they're so raw that it's like, you know, you know, it's really funny. Like I watch Big Brother. I'm a Big Brother fan. And it's like watching Taylor go through what she went through is heart wrenching. But it also makes me remember all the shit I went through. So it really was a good 14 days there where no one talked to me. No one talked to me. No one gave me like respect or understanding or threw me a bone. It was like, oh, our sake. And there was, like, constantly nasty digs and comments. And so it's, like, I'm grappling with the fact that I love this game. I'm so thankful I got to play it. But I didn't really play it. I just kept winning. It was my first tribal council. I kind of knew I was getting voted out because when Pete went off, again, I'm going to call him dumb one more time. 
he made my name really big on the paper. So I saw it was me. Who else has two initials? I was right there. So I turned to Lisa and I say, it's me. And Lisa like, it's not you. It's not you. Don't worry about it. But it was me. And so like then when you're reading, when, when he's reading out who's, who's getting it, I knew it was me. I knew it. And that's what made me yeah. very angry at Mike. And a little bit of Penner. I will say this for the first time. Uh, they both knew. They both knew that they were supposed to vote for me. I don't know if they did or not or whatever, but it's like, and I know you can't tell someone because someone's going to go fucking ballistic and crazy. And they didn't know right. me well enough to know if I was going to do something or not. But I probably wouldn't have. I probably would have been able to, like, hold it together maybe or, like, come to terms with some stuff. And so, you know, from that point on, from when I saw Pete write my name down, I was like, don't cry. Enjoy this. <laughs> And, like, hopefully you made, you made it to jury because there's a lot of times sometimes when even if you make it to jury, you don't actually get to jury, right? Because you'll do the right. merge, but they'll still be part of. So that was kind of the only thing. Yeah. I so, think it's really, it's really difficult because you don't have your support system. I just want to say this one more time. You don't have your support system. You know, if you do something at school, you get to go home and talk about it with your friends, decompress, like, wrap your mind around it, and then go off the next thing and be able to, like, tackle the same thing again. In this... You sort of get stuck. You're there still. You can't tell anybody. You're not watching it back. So you can't like really be like, is that what I experienced? Um, which is a little tough. So there you go. That was kind of my whole thought process. Okay. Um, couple couple of more questions, and we're, then we're gonna get some uh, callers in. Um, sure. But I, I just and this just hit me I, I, after we've been talking about all this tonight with Pete and Abby and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe Pete was playing because you weren't falling all over him like Abby was, and he was so, mm-hmm. showing her, well, look, I'm going to help you because I don't want this girl. And the whole time so, it was really mm-hmm. like if you would have done like, if you would have, flirted more with him and and mm-hmm. maybe it would have got you further do you think that was part of it so i tried to do that so day one again you know we're just sleeping on this raft out there and i'm trying to flirt with him and i'm trying to like you know wrap my body around him for quote-unquote warm and i knew production from casting wanted us to be a pair and i actually yeah. told Pete that i told him like i know production wants us to have like a romance I wasn't into the romantic part of it, but I could have pretended, right? Because I knew, like, yeah. half the battle of Survivor is playing into what production wants you to do, too, right? And yeah. he was, like, very... I know he's talked about that, too, where he's very turned off that I told him that. But it's like, I told him that because, like, I, I was smart enough to know you got to play a game here. And, um, and I tried. And the thing is, like, Addy was really into him. There was no stopping her. And I felt like... <laughs> I didn't give a shit, really, and um, yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't want to have a cat fight over a guy I don't even care about. Production just wants me to care. Yeah. All right. Now let's let's so talk about go. let's talk about final tribal because mm-hmm. Denise wins, mm-hmm. and you were the only juror to vote for Lisa Lisa uh, Welchel, you know, from Facts mm-hmm. of Life. Explain your thinking a little bit about that. So something happened. um, It's so weird. It's like um, (laughs) it's like something happened at night, and I needed to get my med bag, 
and there was we didn't have fire, so I couldn't get to the med bag. And um, I at that point I wasn't even close to Lisa, but Lisa like Addy stayed in bed basically trying to go back to sleep, and I'm like sitting on on the beach crying because I couldn't get to my med bag, and there was no producers there to help us, and it was really horrible, right? And Lisa showed like emotion and caring and love, and I was like I remember that night being like if Lisa makes it to the end, I will vote for her because she really did me a solid tonight. And that was kind of mm. it. So I was grappling with the fact that Mike liked me, right? He knew I was getting voted out and didn't give me a heads up or a warning. And we had that pact together. And um, Denise, I didn't know Denise, and she kind of snapped at me when I was trying to, like, get to know her, ask questions, so that I was just trying to figure it out. So it kind of really only left, um, what's her name? Lisa. And I also knew that no one was voting for Lisa, so I figured it was, like, a good, nice thing to do so she didn't walk away with stuff yeah. that she said. Yeah. yeah. See, that's kind, of, that's kind of the other thought I had um, because I know players talk at Ponderosa, and, and mm-hmm. nine times out of ten when you walk into that final tribal, you know, you know who's going to win, you know, before they 100%. even start answering questions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know on, Nic- I know on Nicaragua – they had the votes planned out to where Chase would actually get second place money. So mm-hmm. that was kind of my thinking was maybe RC threw her a, a vote mm-hmm. hoping she got second instead of third. Yeah, and then the only thing that she did was like yell at me that I called her an older woman. Literally, that was the thanks I got for voting for her. And mm. um, and then she only talked about being America's favorite player, which of course she was going to get because she's like the Bible of something group. Hmm. And yeah. you know, since that, she since mm-hmm. she's left, I mean, she was supposedly such a huge Survivor fan, but since mm-hmm. she's left, she's really had nothing to do with Survivor either. Well, she played every single day, every single day. You can't like she knows herself well enough that it was a horrible experience. But it was good for her profession. That's it. Hmm. All right. Um, Steve, are you there? Yep, I'm here. What you got for RC? I mean, you just heard a whole <laughs> lot about that season, and we hadn't even talked about what happened with blood versus water yet. But uh, what are your thoughts, comments, questions? Well, first off, I just, I just want to say um, it's it, I I I really felt uh, for you, RC, when when you said that in your Ponder in your Ponderosa video, you basically said that you didn't really feel like you were ever on a legitimate tribe, like mm-hmm. you didn't get the whole tribal experience because uh, mm-hmm. pretty much everybody was almost at each other's throats the entire time. Um, yeah. What I what I do want to know though is mm-hmm. obviously obviously you know you and Scoopin had tried to uh, swap over to I think I think the tribe name was Calabau. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunter's mm-hmm. tribe. Uh, yeah. Let's say let's say you ended up just a hypothetical. Uh, that mm-hmm. you somehow ended up surviving. Penner didn't use his idol, and he ends up going. Would you have tried to still make it work with Calabau, or would you have potentially decided, hey, you know, let's knock out these Calabau uh, tribe members one at a time, and then 
take it from there. No, because like the, my my tribe treated me like sh- such shit for so long that I literally wanted anybody but them. Anybody but them. It didn't matter. My game was over. I knew my game was over. So I would have done anything in my human possibility to help anybody else. Now, now that I'm like a little bit more of a junkie and have like a little bit more hands-on experience, I probably should just do what everyone does, which is survive another week, right? You never know what's going to happen week to week. I just figured even if I got to the end, I wanted to get to the end with like a good chance of winning. And I just didn't think that I could win with how many people that were there, how many people really disliked me or didn't give me a chance almost. So I just didn't think the numbers were there. So anyway, I hope that answers your question. Oh, definitely. Okay. <laughs> um. Kansas, what do you think about all of the stuff that she's told us from behind the scenes? I think Kansas might have herself muted. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, yeah, I was muted. Absolutely. Because I'm listening you... to a lot of this, and in the background, you didn't want to hear, What? Oh, did you, that did you, sucks, uh, you know. I mean, I'm listening to a lot of this. I'm so bummed. Did you but, hear um, my question, Kansas? What do you think about all this stuff she's telling you from behind the scenes? That's, that's yes. That's what I'm. That's what I'm talking about. I'm shocked about so much of it because you know we see what we see from home, you know, and right. you know we get we get a beautiful little edit, like you said. But I'll be mm-hmm. honest, or see your season was one of my very favorites. Oh, thank you so like much for saying that. I love ORC. It was, like, phenomenal <laughs> to me. It was a terrific I cast. I mean, you I had know, some killer personalities, you know, mm-hmm. on your cast. And I'll be on, and I'm one of them in RC. This is true when you're saying this because I grew up, and, I mean, it was like Blair Warner, you know. <laughs> and if I would have been, yeah, seriously, and if I would have been, you know, part of your cast, and I would have seen her. I mean, she looked exactly the same, first of all. You know, I knew her yeah, when she, she was does. a teenager when she did this show. I don't know if you ever watched an episode, but she looked, ex- she looked exactly the same. And I know I, I would know, have blurted out, OMG, it's Blair Warner! That's crazy! Mm-hmm. You know, See, I, I would have been, been total fangirl. So I you're right. Been, I would have been totally different. I may have recognized her. But I oh my definitely would have recognized Jeff Kent. She no, looked funny. exactly the same, you know. Yeah. And I'm now sad that to hear that because I thought she was, you know, I was so proud of her. And I thought, wow, she's just so badass out there. So it makes me sad to hear she was crying all the time and all um, of that, you know. But but the Abby stuff, RC, mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. She, both seasons she played. I know Jim's, Jim's a good friend with her and everything, and but mm-hmm, RC yeah. got on my RC. She got on my nerves so bad. <laughs> I am. So I, I am. Good for you with what you went through with her, truthfully, I uh, really do. I, I mean, I, I, I am, I am friends with her, but um, yeah. what most fans and my friends know is the ones that I'm, I'm friends with. I'm pretty honest with them, you know. If, mm. if. If I see something where I'm like, you might want to tone that back or something, or you might want to yeah. get back to your job and forget it. Yeah. I mean, I tell them, I tell them because 
I don't think of them as survivors. I think of them as friends. That's the way I've always thought about RC. We're we're just friends, you know. Yeah. yeah. So. And I will say that's why I I, always, I agreed to do this because you're right. I haven't done an interview. I can't tell you how long. So it's nice to go back down memory lane. But also because you were so respectful and wonderful, and you definitely like walked a, a fine line with making sure everyone was sort of a little bit happy, right? Because you don't want to be bashed over the head. Um, so I really appreciate that. And then I will. Oh, no, I will no, we, love, we love this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for coming on and doing this. This is so good. It's so yeah, cool listening Abby, to this. Thank you so much. Of course. Yeah. With the Abby stuff, I don't think people realize how bad she really is because, like, maybe in person, you know, oh. when she's, like, eating, sleeping, whatever, she's maybe not as horrific as she is on the island. But I think that when every single person who worked with her on the returning season called me and apologized, I think that there's probably something more there than people realize. Wow. Exactly. I, I, think, <laughs> I think in all honesty, and this is not defending the behavior at all, it's just my opinion of what I think causes some of it. I think coming to this country and kind of being an underdog and having to fight for things, I think she kind of became a little aggressive in her ways. I was mm-hmm. No, I feel and, I do feel like I I don't feel like I'm in a rivalry with Abby at all. I actually very much feel bad for her. I think I've said that many, many times, and I'll continue to say that to this day. I can't imagine putting myself in her position, but, like, I was in her corner. I wanted to hogtie her and take her to the final two. I was not turning my back on her, primarily because I thought she was a loose cannon and I could win next to her. So it's like she needs to trust the right people, (laughs) not the wrong people. Pete was the wrong person. Pete was using her over and over and over again. I wanted to be her friend and her ally, and she picked the wrong person. Yeah. That sucks. And and she's kind of taking a different route. You know, of course, she was on again, but still, um, she's kind of taking a different route, and she's kind of still sitting out there trying to be Twitter and Facebook famous. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's hard for me to watch because I care about her, and sometimes it's 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 honestly it's just sad, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, I know Kansas. We sort of went in a different direction. I don't know if you had like a specific question for me. <laughs> no, I mean I I just relate to what you're saying. Because for me, she was just always over the top. I'm sad to hear these other things, too, because I don't know about all of this other stuff that you're talking about. And I always do have a heart for, you know, things like that. But just watching on the show, both seasons that she was on, just way too over the top. Mm -hmm. Listen, I thought she played But you have to to always Mm -hmm. remember, you have to always remember, it's a TV show. And Uh they're putting people on there that they know they can get reactions from and mm-hmm. fans will react to them negatively yeah. or positively. Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't mm-hmm. care either way as long as you're reacting. Jim, you're 100% right and I could not say it better myself. We have to take these right. psychological tests and I feel like casting should be ashamed of themselves sometimes because they certainly put people in situations where they know it's not best for that person, right? So one could look they, like Loma from Big Brother and be like, that was a R- terrible choice for her. Right. RC, exactly. they did that. RC, they did that to Brandon Hans. Correct. At the, yeah. At the time, Not cool. Yeah. Oh. At the time he played, Jeff was so in love with the Hanses, um, he failed his psych. He failed it. Mm-hmm. 
and Jeff Fair still put price. him on. And you see what happened. He went nuts. And by the way, like, all of us are, like, very, like, I'll say it. I I hate to say it, but I'll say it. We're a little narcissistic, right? I think that's one of the characteristics. And so you kind of, you can't get out of yourself sometimes to, like, look around you or look at other people. So I'm not surprised that, like, we all sort of have that trait. Yeah, and that's that's a good point because it's tough to do that. When you're involved in the middle of the situation, you don't see it. If you remove yourself from the situation and look at it, then you see it. Well, the best part of this whole thing is you get to watch it back on TV. And what I watched, like, I think, obviously, editing was really good for me. <laughs> I will thank them for the day I die. Um, but I also, I did not give them anything that they could use, right? Like, yeah. I was smart enough to know that situation. And some of these other people, they just got used and abused and thrown out. And it's very sad. Anyway, yeah. There um, you go, Melissa. Melissa, you're here, right? Yep. What have you yes, thought about I'm all here. of this so far? Well, I have to tell you that the whole time I was really down on Abby and Pete. I could not stand them yelling <laughs> at my well, TV. Thank you. <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm watching some of the episodes to try to refresh my memory, and I'm looking at the, the wiki fandom, and I come across this thing where they had asked you to come back and do Cambodia. But mm-hmm. I know that Abby was Abby was going to go do Cambodia, and I said, I do not blame her for turning that down if Abby yeah, was going to be there. I wouldn't know. Why put yourself through that again? <laughs> Exactly. I wanted a chance to win, right? I didn't want to uh-huh. um, have another horrible experience. And so for me, I can't even remember which one Cambodia is, but I basically said, will she be returning? And they were like, uh, uh. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, <laughs> no, thank And she was bad was that on that one, one too. Yeah. She was, a, was, she was the... a bitch on that one, too. I couldn't stand her. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I feel like I and, and well, I, I mean, like I all right, now listen. Okay, listen, mm-hmm. I mean, let's just be let's just be honest. Don't you think that's why she kept being cast? Yeah. Yes. But the problem is, it's like it's the jokes on her though. That's the problem, and mm-hmm. she didn't learn anything. Very yeah. true. So that's that's why I feel bad. Anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, and yeah. and 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 of yeah. course, you know, of course, I'm not saying she's one of them. <clears throat> but a lot of players will say, well, it was just the edit. <laughs> it's not. No, it wasn't. It's not. No. <laughs> you you know, tell. if you do it, <laughs> if you do it two or three you times, it's kind of not the edit anymore. Yeah, and like you what I would tell. say is you like can everything tell people like that. Mm-hmm. Everything I experience, I experience, right? There's other things that happen. That's definitely going to make yeah. the story better. But they didn't pick it, and and so, but they only showed that one. So that shows is that they do stick to the story, but maybe they'll pick something that's not as important because it's better for the storyline. Hmm. Yeah, Melissa, I'm gonna throw myself off the line. By the any way, any questions that we haven't covered? Um. No, 
Uh, no. <laughs> I was just wondering that if maybe in any kind of future, if mm. Abby or Pete were not going to be on there, would you consider going back? So that's a really great question, and it was one of these things where it's like I took granted that they called me every 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 January, excuse me. It's always like the first week in January that they start calling, and I took for granted that they were just going to call every year, and they did. <laughs> and then ultimately they stopped calling, and I was like, huh? I'm like, I missed that. I missed like the power of saying no, right? And of course, <laughs> because Jim. <laughs> Jim said I got married and I moved on with my life, right? And like I think I think one of the first years I was like somewhat entertaining it, and my husband's like, "Are you crazy?" <laughs> and then COVID hit, and I can't remember if it was an all-star season in the middle of COVID, but I watched that season, and I'm like, "Damn, this is good. Oh, damn, it would be fun to have like a last hurrah again." And I think maybe I wouldn't take yeah. it as seriously. I took it super seriously the first time because I. I think I just left invest. I was just like, I stopped working on a Friday. I was very much like in that mode. I think maybe if I went back, I'd be like a little bit more chill about stuff. Um, so yeah, I was dreaming about it for like a couple of years, but I think, I think I'm done again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, there was one more thing I was going to ask. Oh, what are you thinking about, um, the new way they're playing Survivor, like the 29 days and the twist and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That one upsets me. I think that one upsets me a lot because it's like, you know, I think I lasted 20 days, so to think mm-hmm. that it's only nine more days out of what I got or a lot um, of players, RC, a lot of players have said that. I, yeah, uh, and I think Carl, Carl, who, you know, everybody calls the Godfather, um, he mm-hmm. said. Well, you know, if you're doing 29 days, I would have won. Because mm-hmm. he, he, he lasted longer than 29 days. Yeah, exactly. So. And I think um, I think it's the extra starvation, the extra paranoia. All of it sort of plays in, right? Where, like, you know, that's 40 days. And um, and then the new twists I hate because some, some people get out, but it's not their fault or whatever, whatever. I want True Survivor, season 1 through 10 or whatever it is, no twist, and just get better cast members, right? There are true you fans not, out there that will bring it. You would not believe how many guests we've had on here say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. They want, they want, quote unquote, a back to basics season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know. But I think that they they keep getting production keeps getting stuck in their own head of oh I need to be bigger and better, and I can't follow it personally. I don't know about everyone else. Well, it, it gets kind of hard. I know. I know the last couple of casts. Some of the some of the players I've talked to told me they couldn't even keep up with with who had what because there were so many mm-hmm. different advantages going on out there. They they lost track of them. Yeah. Yeah. And that um, I mean I that to me that kind of I mean that. You know, that kind of waters out the game a little bit, you know? It does. Yep. It does. And you did ask exactly. me this question in the beginning. I stopped I stopped watching. It just was like healthier for me to move on. Um and quite honestly, again, it wasn't it wasn't like a conscious choice. It was sort of like, you know, I moved on with my life and my husband and I would have dinner or we'd go do some stuff and then I totally forgot to even watch it and then I'm like, Well, I'm not gonna get into it anymore. People would tell me it's not a good season or whatever and that's kind of it. So sometimes if I'm at home with my parents, they still watch. I'll, like, watch with them, but for the most part, not really. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I've talked to I've talked to some of my friends, you know, from from way back that's been on the show, mm-hmm. and we we talk about doing pods and stuff together, and, and they're like, Jim, I don't know if I could do you justice because I don't even watch anymore. I'm yeah, like, no, no, we're not we're not even going to talk about that. We're going to talk about your season, your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, oh, oh, okay. I think I said All that right. to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Talk about your seasons, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Alexis, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Well, what are you thinking now? I mean, this is wild. I mean, all the stuff we've heard tonight. What What have you got for us? See, comments, questions? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I'm going to have to listen back to the first hour because I kind of <laughs> don't pay attention to the times. I just see the dates. I don't Realize it started oh, an hour you early. Didn't know, you didn't know about the special start time tonight. Oh, yeah, because I don't read. Oh well, that was <laughs> that was all. And and RC RC needs to know this. That was all for her because we have never in how many pods, how many years, Steve? We've never done that before, but we did it for RC. Oh, I think that's probably why I don't read the time. It's because I got so used <laughs> to the time that it's like, all right, it's getting close to eight. I will admit, RC, I kind of like it though, because um, <laughs> it, it, it's an earlier time for me, so I get off of here earlier too. So I there you like go. It. Well, thank, thank you for making accommodations. I didn't even realize. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> Well, we were gonna we were gonna do anything we we uh, we needed to do to to get you on here because we knew it would be so good. <laughs> well, I hope I'm giving the the good stuff. So let me know if I'm missing oh, anything. Oh, it's so good, RC. It's okay. wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, you've been you've been you've been really good. Very open. Very honest. Um, mm-hmm. But l- let's go back. Let's go back to you and your dad being oh, on yeah. location, ready to play. And explain, I mean, I posted the pictures, you know, that you had sent Mm -hmm. me um, of of you guys getting in the chopper and leaving, which had to be heartbreaking. Um, Oh, my God. So so here's what happened. So so I don't even want to be at my reunion. I was, like, very, like, emotionally raw. And, like, you know, again, no one's talking to me. I think at one point everyone was, like, watching TV. And, like, Jeff was at one table and I was at another table. And, like, no one talked to us. <laughs> so I, and we were stuck there for, like, five, six hours. So at one point, I sneak down into the auditorium. I get my sister, and I sneak my sister back up into the green room with me with everyone else, right? And my sister is petite and blonde and beautiful, and she ends up, everyone was like, who is this? And I was like, oh, it's my sister. And, like, no one said a word because, like, I think everyone was afraid of me. And so casting had met my sister. So now fast forward literally like two, three more weeks, right? Because that was beginning of December. Now we're in January, maybe February, and they call me about the returning season. And they're like, okay, we got this crazy idea. It's plus one. We want your sister. And I was like, call her. She's never going to do it. And I was like, but I've got my dad who's a six-time All-American swimmer who's going to like crush it, right? So they were like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And so then we kind of sent my dad out there, and he's also in finance and, like, successful, and we kind of look alike. And so I think ultimately they came around on it. I don't know. You'll have to tell me, Jim, if if there was another, like, father-daughter duo. But technically my sister and I were supposed to. That's who they really had had me cast for. Yeah. From from what I know, mm -hmm. they, you know, 
they wanted, and, and and I don't want to sound chauvinist about this, but they wanted her with you mm-hmm. to have those two beautiful sisters together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they did end up really liking your dad because of you know his background. So yeah. So, so my dad, we, you, you know, you have to do a million tests, blah, blah, blah. And my dad gets white coat syndrome anyway. And so even when he was getting his tests there, I know his blood pressure was like peaking a little bit, right? And then it would come back down and be no problem, okay? Same thing happened constantly. This is not something new. So, you know, I get all my lines going, blah, blah, blah. Like, I have calls. I do all this stuff. It also turns out that, like, one of um, the, these guys I know from college, like, we reconnected. And he was really good friends with Candace and John. So I, like, you know, I wasn't really getting a lot of traction in the background trying to get people together. The only person who really kind of took my phone calls was Kat and her boyfriend and Monica and her father or her husband. So I was like, okay, Monica, husband, you're our final two. I feel really strong about this because they're a little bit older. My father's older. I think they're athletic. My father's athletic. I'm like, you know, if we sort of stick together, then maybe, you know, we can really make it. So I felt really strongly about that. I sort of felt like, okay, well, Kat talks to me, so maybe she's, like, you know, kind of in with me. But that was kind of it. That was, like, my group, right? So we get out there, and I'm not feeling that great about the groups of people. Like, I think I also talked with um, Artis. Is that correct? What's his name? Artis and his brother. Oh, Vetus and Artis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So we kind of get out there and it's really interesting and I've done this before and I only did it about a year ago and I get to do it with my dad and I kind of get to tell him everything that's going to happen, right, from like, you know, a logistics standpoint. So we get out there, blah, blah, blah. We we do the whole motion and, you know, we're not allowed to talk to each other, even though, you know, he's your plus one or whatever. So at one point I'm trying to like whisper some stuff to him and he's trying to talk to me and like, but that's it. I, I know nothing. So then this one day, you kind of sit in this hut, and you go through and meet production and talk to everyone again, right? And so I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and they're not calling us. And usually you get called to one one room, and then you leave. And then you get called to another room, and you leave, right? Because you, you, you're supposed to get friendly with everyone, so whoever you end up on the island with, you will open up and talk to, right? So then I turn to my dad, and my dad gives me, like, a cut sign. And I'm like, what? But he's still not talking to me. He's still not verbally telling me anything. So we get called into the room, and so we go sit down, and I see Jeff, and then I see my producer from last year who then got promoted to executive producer. So I congratulate him. And that's when, like, the therapist kind of comes in, and then they tell me we're cut because my father's blood pressure is through the roof. I'm like, yeah. wait, What? So I'm kind of, like, arguing with them for a little bit, right? And then even at one point, I turned to my dad. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, we're not allowed to talk to any each other. I'm like, what are you talking about? We're kicked out. You could have at least told me. And, like, I also knew, like, my dad is um, a fitness junkie. So if I knew his blood pressure was going up, I would have, like, I know that they need special accommodations for people to work out because they were going a little stir-crazy, right? I could have been like, Dad, go for a swim, you know? Like, calm down, like, whatever. And, like, literally, he was fine. We knew he was fine. It was just every time it was nerves about getting the test and it not being in the zone it needed to be in, it kept climbing and climbing and climbing. So I yeah, was I mean, very angry. I mean, just give mm-hmm. them, just, you know, just give them a candy bar or some cheese and crackers, and they're okay. Mm-hmm. 
So I was very angry, and I think the therapist was like, and I was crying, and I was very angry at my dad, and I think the therapist was like, Arcee, you can't do this to him. And, like, it was kind of like, okay, I get what you're saying, but I'm still very angry. <laughs> and then, um, so, so let me just really quickly say this. Um, I think it's a blessing that we didn't do it because the concept was going to be blood versus water. I don't know if you knew that. They had to change the whole thing a day before because my dad and I got blown out and, and, and the only people on standby was Candace and her husband and they were a water pair, not a blood pair. So they had to change the entire premise of the show. And I don't know if you know this backstory. Candace actually tried to get me DQ'd. Do you know this? Well, Can- Candace and John were were the uh, the backups, and yes. what happened with them mm-hmm. when when they made it in was mm-hmm. um, during the casting <laughs> process they had been involved and they started checking around with other people they thought might be mm-hmm. involved. Candace was talking right. to a lot of people. Yeah, and when they get out there, um, some of them are there playing, and they're all starting to talk, and they're like, you know, she was plotting this and this and this and this yeah. and this before we even got out here. They got to go. Yeah. So what happened was, though, Jim, she knew she was in the back burner and not in the cast. So she took screenshots of my text messages saying, like, oh, nice to meet you. Like, it was really nice that so-and-so put us in together. Because this is a real-life connection. This wasn't a survivor connection where it was, like, meet so-and-so. Hmm. My messages. Yeah, I, yeah I, had, I had been told that it backfired on her because she had tried to get someone else in trouble, which uh-huh. I guess is you. Um, and mm-hmm. then once it plays out, it actually turns on her because people started comparing notes. So I think she's a horrible biatch, and she deserves everything she gets in life because it's like you were that desperate to get on a TV show that you were going to throw someone under the bus. Like, you are a disgusting human being. R.C. Hmm. Well, it's they true. sure didn't last long. <laughs> they sure didn't last long. <laughs> it's true. And I think it was also very easy because they, like, they didn't travel with us. They didn't talk to us. No one sort of knew they were there. So it was a very easy part to be like, okay, them. Last one in, first one out. Yeah. But also because she's right. a heinous bitch. All right, we got another, we got a new caller, another new caller on here, uh, area code 817. Are you out there? Jim, R.C., this is Artis. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Fine, R.C., nice to hear your voice. Mm-hmm. You doing okay? Mm. I um, am, yeah. <laughs> how are you doing, Artis? I'm all right. I just thought I'd call in and see how you were doing. This Jim, Jim, I let me know that he was doing a podcast with you. Mm. Well, it's nice to to um, talk about the past and um, nice to hear your voice as well. Cool. All right, artist. I mean, uh, RC. Uh huh. You went through the regular 
application process, right? I did. I did. I, you know, did the tape and they sent it in and, yep, the whole nine yards. How long did it take? I mean, after you, after you submit your, your tape and everything, how long mm-hmm. before you heard back from them? Oh, I think it was like a week, not even. Um, oh, it wow. was really, yeah, it was really quick. Um, and I don't know if that's normal or not normal, but like I said, I think that they were like, you know, salivating for me. And so it was a very, very easy <laughs> process and I'm very, very lucky. And I feel very, very blessed. And like, however, you know, positive or negative my experience was like, I got to live a dream. And so I'm very, very, very lucky and fortunate to have had that. Now, what about what about the experience with your family? Because I know when you get cast, mm-hmm. you're going to go, especially back in those days, not as much anymore, but especially back in those days, they're looking ahead at a, a family visit. So mm-hmm. how did that go? Was it your dad and... Did they have to go through all the, the process of getting the shots and all that stuff? Yeah, so it was going to be my dad. Um, I think it was a toss-up between my dad and my sister, but I knew my dad was an athlete, and this would also, like, he kind of helped me with, like, the whole application process and everything. Um, so I was really, like, you know, whenever, like, it was a big swimming or something, he always prepared me for it, which is why, like, when Blood versus Water came up, it was, like, such a dream come true um, to do something with him like that. So... Um, yes, so they did everything, and then, obviously, they were ready to go, and then um, they got called, literally, to be like, oh, we canceled um, the family visit. Yeah. And so, obviously, they knew that I got voted out. So, I remember yeah, when we I always, airport. I always give, mm-hmm. always give uh, fans and other players that I'm, I'm talking to on the pod a couple of different case scenarios. That happened with Brenda Lowe. And her dad, mm. her dad was the one that was going to visit her. He went through the whole process, and then he was supposed to be flying out the next day, and they call mm. and tell him, uh, we're sorry, you're not going to be going. And so, of course, he right. knows right then she's out. Right. You know, she's out right. of the game. But what's the opposite? And then it happened, like it happened with uh, Penner's, it happened with Stacy, it happened yeah. with Penner's wife once. Being, and Stacy, Stacy even mm-hmm. showed up. I know, I know. That's the really horrible part. Is that worse, that you're stuck in, like, coach flying to, like, this obscure place just to, like, say hello and then have to return again? You can't even, like, sightsee or do anything? And then, like, your yeah. loved one is basically crying because they just got voted out. It's really not yeah. an easy situation. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, uh, I mean, because the players, after being out there that long, especially on the thirty-nine day seasons, I mean, that's a that's a big jolt of energy to get to see somebody from home. Yeah. And, and it's great for the for the loved one that shows up to get to show up mm-hmm. and, and actually see how you're doing. And I know. And all of a sudden, like what happens with 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 the uh, uh, the family members that get told, sorry, you're not going, or even like with Stacy actually flying out there and saying, I know. sorry, Stacey. Um, Terrible. Gosh. Yeah. 
and and I talked with Stacy about that, and she said it was hard, but she said they let her spend time with him anyway. So yeah, yes. So that day we all went to like the spa or whatever I can't even remember, and um, Penner's like, oh yeah, I'm not going. I have a doctor's appointment or something like that, and we never questioned him. And I'm glad he didn't tell us because like if you know if we thought we would have a chance to even see our loved ones, it's like oh it would have been you know gut wrenching. So anyway, um, yeah. I I know he told me afterwards. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, I just I love I love that. Mm. I'm sorry. She. I loved that couple of deaths. I'm so I sorry. I know. They were oh. they were really they were just so in love. Like you know, when I wrote my condolence card to Penner, I I remember saying that like they were couple goals. They had each other's yeah. back. They loved each other. They supported each other. And yeah, um, it's it's tough. I feel you know really terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, you got got something else? Uh, yeah, I was uh, I was I was wondering, you know, uh, I know I know you had said you had said that you wanted to drag, uh, I think it was Abby potentially to the final two. Uh huh. But who who would have been uh, the other person that you would have wanted at the final three, if given the uh, chance? That's all. I, you know, I didn't have that chance, and so I've, I, that's such a good question. I don't know how to answer it because, quite honestly, I didn't, it, you know, my life had flipped at that point. I mean, maybe it would have been Michael. I mean, I did always in the back of my head say, you know, I hope to get the tenor because I felt like tenor deserved it, and I was, like, a really big fan, so I would have loved to see him there. I think it just would have played out the way it would have played out, but obviously, like, we'll never know since that scenario never happened. <laughs> That's a good question, though. Damn. I'm going to think about it, and if I come up with a better better answer, I'll let you guys know. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, um, wait a minute. I did have another I did have another one, but I'm trying to think of... Oh, here's, uh, here's what I'll also say. Like, I'm a super loyal person, and I am probably the type of player that even if I think I'm going to lose, I might still take that person to the end with me because, like, we had, you know, slugged it out for 40 days. So, I don't know. I don't know if I really even had that other person that was loyal to me like that, right? We never had to test it. So, you know, I wish things had been different that we could have tried to figure out that Yeah, it was... It was kind of, kind of a crazy circumstance because your tribe would win and win and win and win and win, but yet nobody was really actually honestly making legitimate bonds with each other. <laughs> no, no. We were six very, 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 very different human beings. Um, as obviously you could tell from the call that artist and I just had, right? <laughs> it's just, you know, maybe because you guys get brought together in a game, you know, I don't think legitimately, I, I will say this with all due respect, I don't think all six of us, if I ever met them at a bar, we would have exchanged phone numbers and been friends. I would have been like, oh, that was a cool moment, or oh, I never want to see that person again kind of thing, Right. Um, and so, yeah, I think all of us had just different, we were going through different things on in the tribe. We weren't a tribe, as I've said before, you know, I think maybe if there was fans or if there wasn't fans, people weren't like, people were so into themselves that there wasn't this unity of let's build a shelter. Let's do this. Let's do that. So anyway, it was really interesting, but like I said, it makes for a really great season. 
Yeah, and and still one of the most talked about tribes to this mm. day of all time. Because I know, of you how know dominant you were. Was, yeah, what I always thought would be really interesting, because I think that there had been a season after us where they also had a very dominant tribe. Like, what if they got, you know, three tribes that were very dominant but, like, polarizing and brought us all back together to see, like, a battle of the seasons? Um, I'm not saying I would participate in that if that was the theme. I think I'd rather, like, shoot myself than have to be put on an island with the other five people again. Uh, but yeah. to sort of see, okay, would time, what, how does time change? Like, you know, does Abby trust me now? And she realizes pizza, pizza shit. I don't know. Oh, my God. I can't imagine the ratings if they put you and Abby back on together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would just like to I know, say I'd I'd I know she I know she would go in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not I would cringe. I would not want to see her have to go through another Abby season. Put her on yeah, a season you know, I think that doesn't have Abby. <laughs> I agree. But their their tribe a, was so dominant. I mean mm-hmm. I'm just saying like I'm a decade older now than I was then and I think I have a little bit more confidence in being myself and you know like cameras being there or not being like nervous or ashamed or whatever right so I think I would handle the situation much more differently today than I did a decade ago and I don't think I would ever let someone speak to me the way I let Abby speak to me especially someone who had like not graduated college didn't have a job like you know she she doesn't hold a candle to anything that I've accomplished in my life and I cannot believe you know for the good of the game, I allowed someone to to p- try to put me down as much as she did. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about that, RC, um, because uh-huh. all of the different sites that this podcast will go to, they're going to be they're going to love it with everything you've said so far. But a lot of a lot of fans want to catch up with you. Like, what's going on now? Oh, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> um. What's going on now? I don't know. I'm still in New York. I'm like a big New York girl. Um, I'm not sure if you can ever take me officially out of this uh, city. But I also, in COVID, my husband and I purchased a house in Nantucket. So um, we probably spent the majority of our time there now just because it's a big house and it's different than a New York City apartment. Yeah. Um, But I was like, I was gut renovating this apartment. So this has taken me like two, three years to get it to where I want it. And I'm kind of, I'm sitting out in the garden right now and enjoying a glass of wine and it's really nice. So, um, I bet that's that's a pretty location. I bet that's a nice spot. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) yeah, I'm happily married and, uh, I'm in marketing. Yeah. So I switched, I switched careers and it's like a much better, like cleaner life. Because um, before I'd probably be in the office still right now working, um, yeah. so it's nice. My husband makes the big bucks, and I get to work and do a little thing. And that's it. <laughs> well, that's good. Pay for that's, my lifestyle. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, and no, no little baby swimmers running around yet. Not, not yet, not yet. We were, we were taking our time, um, but now it's okay. not like you know. I'll talk, I'll talk to you next year maybe. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's smart. I mean, get get all yeah. of your stuff done before you start doing that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, this year I'm like, well, where do you want to go for Thanksgiving? Next year it's going to be different. <laughs> all right, you you mentioned it's earlier, talk, like, talk. you thought it would be interesting to have, like, your tribe and then pull another tribe from another season that was really dominant. 
and maybe mm-hmm. a third one from another seat and throwing them all together, does that mean you'd go back and do something like that? Oh, uh, you know, I don't. I, I think that time has passed, unfortunately, especially with the topic we were just talking about. You know, maybe yeah. if it was like last year, it would be different. But obviously, you know, there are other plans in the works right now. So I think that's probably, unfortunately, really retiring. Yeah, Kansas. That would be fun to watch, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I have so. a couple, because since we're reality-based, R.C., you know, besides mm-hmm. Talking Survivor, our group also <sighs> talks Big Brother. We talk Challenge. So I was curious. Now, mm-hmm. I heard you say that you do mm-hmm. want to Big Brother. She's a Big Brother fan. Yeah, huge, which is huge awesome. Big Brother fan. Now, mm-hmm. But this, this leads into my question. Are you watching The Challenge and watching Survivor players and Big Brother players on that? Because it's really good. <laughs> So, yes and no. I actually watched, like, I think last week because it was on right after Big Brother, and so I did watch it. And I think, um, oh, God, like Tyson called out Sarah, I think. You know, I oh, love it was the crazy. challenge, too. <laughs> yeah. I love the challenge. I've watched, like, every single season plus, like, the old school seasons. I think at this point, for me, it's easier to just move forward. And that's why it's easier for me to watch like, Big Brother and talk about it because I've never been there, but I have some perspective, right? And so with the challenge, if I see other survivor people, I'd be like, damn, I want to do that. Like, should I contact someone? Like, should I do something? You, and it's hey, like, no, RC. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know about, I don't know about saying no so soon to that because uh, I hadn't thought about it until this was brought up by Kansas. But that show <laughs> would kind of fit you, RC. It would. Oh, seriously. Thank you, guys. It would, it, you know, I love that stuff so much. But, like, again, I think it just goes back to, like, my husband wouldn't want me to, you know, do that stuff sure. anymore either. So, yeah. yeah, I didn't tell you this, Jim. When I met my husband, he he was like, ooh, I don't know if I want to date someone who's been on a reality TV show. <laughs> and then, like, it's really funny. One of, one of our dearest friends, he said he was still dating me. And the girl's like, seriously, the survivor girl, that's who you're dating? <laughs> And I've never told her I actually know that story because she'd be mortified now. Um, but then, like, sometimes we'd, we'd go out to parties and people would talk about it, and my husband would be like, Arcee, don't want to hear about it tonight. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so to this day, I don't think he's even watched my season. He's like, no idea anything that's ever wow. gone on. Wow. I know. Oh, isn't he sad? To. He's gone. Oh, my God. I would, have, I would have had to go back and watch it. A couple of times. Maybe he has, and I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he's just lying to me. But you'd have so much fun watching it with him, R.C., because you could tell him all of the stuff yeah, behind you, the yeah. scenes. Yeah, you're watching, crap you could tell him, this, hey. You know, you, it, it'd be cool. You yeah, guys you could have a lot of fun probably watching it together. This is what really happened that afternoon before they shot this. <laughs> this is what was yeah. really going on. Yeah. But if he if he don't he want to watch it, I guess he don't want to watch it. <laughs> I know he literally just walked in, so I'll tell him you guys said it. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell him I said hi. <laughs> um, I will. I just waved. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. I you know I hadn't thought about that till tonight, but Kansas. Yeah, RC would really fit on the challenge. Would she be killer on that show? Basically, <laughs> it's basically challenge oriented. And that's she's yeah. good at that. Yeah, 
and you can win your way back. Like, all that, like, um, Redemption Island stuff, I would have loved and killed that. Um, unfortunately, we just didn't have it. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Alex, do you watch Snake in the Grass? I didn't, but I want to because I really love, um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Earl. Earl comes to New York every October, and we get to hang out a little bit. So um, it would be really awesome. And I know he went against Malcolm, which obviously I have experience with and know, and so it would have been really interesting. So I will probably go back and watch it, but I haven't yet. And the concept yeah, of that was I'm, a, I'm, I had like a sneak it. peek of that episode, RC. That wasn't on the um, the USA that they've been showing. Well, they had was, that like was a on, week earlier it was on, on somewhere NBC. last night because it auto recorded on our on our TV, yeah. And it was on that tonight. Was, that was good. Somewhere. It was Earl and Yule and Malcolm from um, Survivor. So I won't tell you what happened. Yeah. But uh, Stephanie and Sari are on it too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Janie and Rachel from Big Brother. So, RC, you might enjoy this. And I think, isn't, isn't Trish? Isn't Trish, Trish from Survivor? Trish was on it last week, yes. She was on it yeah. last week from Survivor. Yeah, I knew, I, I knew about the show because I'm friends with Steph. And, uh, and I want to tell you something, Jim. That challenge was crazy. That challenge really? was challenge, the challenge worthy. Okay, that, I haven't, that I haven't um, episode watched it with yet. Trish last week. I haven't watched it yet. I know Malcolm stuff. won some money. Um, and I, I think I, I think Earl had to drop from a helicopter or something, didn't he? I don't oh, know. It's good. Oh, cool. Y'all wouldn't. I know because they've been, I've been, they've been fighting me on this RC because I've been telling them it's so good. It's so good. You guys need to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, mate, it's hey, really there's good. RC. There's another show. There's another show. You may not be Sign retired just yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> well, since you didn't like Malcolm very much, you might find it funny. He's on the show called Snake in the Grass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that I didn't I like will, him. I will say this, <laughs> RC. I will say this about Malcolm. Um, mm-hmm. I never was really a fan. I, I preface that with saying I really don't personally know him, but mm-hmm. I know I know so so Kim, mm-hmm. and he kind of did her pretty dirty. So, no, um, yeah, you know I I knew like I feel um I feel very like Malcolm's like. I don't know. It's really tough. That's that one. He was nice to me on the show. Like, he wasn't one of those people that didn't talk to me. But he's, like, I think he's very nice to your face and might say other things behind your back, right? So, to me, like, Malcolm is very nice. You know, he went to Dartmouth. He's smart. But, like, he doesn't come off as, like, a nerdy or, like, brilliant person. But, like, I don't know. He hasn't really done anything with his life, I guess. You know, I don't know about his dating history, and I feel bad if someone was yeah. hurt intentionally or unintentionally Yeah, she, was, she, she, she got hurt in it, um, she, and yeah. she's a good girl. She's a good girl. I will say um, this. Malcolm, but, you know, that, that, that kind of fits part of the survivor casting mold. I mean, yeah. people like Ozzy, Rob, Malcolm, Joe, and now this past season, what was – what was the guy this past season, Kansas? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know his name. Sorry, I can't help you hey, out. But Steve, I know you're talking Steve, about the what's his name? The, the, the big dude. 
Mm-hmm. Jonathan. They were so physical. Oh, oh Jonathan. 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 Yeah, Jonathan. Jonathan, yeah. yeah. I mean, By that's the way, Jonathan kind of, was... it, it's like mm-hmm. a cookie cutter. I know. Mold, mold, mold that they have. You know, they're going to cast yeah. the gay guy. Mm-hmm. They're going to cast, you know, mm-hmm. the old lady or, or the old man. They're going to cast a couple of hot babes. They're, they're going to yep. cast the athlete. They're going to cast mm-hmm. the heartthrob. I mean, that's just what they do. Yeah, exactly. Um, by the way, I think I saw Jonathan, his first show was, like, that kid one. I used to watch that. I, like, before, oh, I was just, like, yeah, yeah was, like, he was on that. He that was on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was on that. So good. He and was, of course, like, 14 he ended up years whole, old when he did that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He ended up in a whole bunch of controversy that, you yeah, know, depending okay. on, you know, what you believe or, or, or what your thoughts are. May have been justified, may not have been justified, but um, seems like he's come out of it okay, you know, from what I've seen. All right, that's so, good. Um, that's good. But you can't but, take away he was a good survivor player, you know. He really was. Yeah, he was. was pretty good. He was, he, he, his problem, R.C., um, and you might want to speak to this a little bit about this particular aspect of the game, because mm-hmm. you can go out there and be the baddest ass out there, and win challenge after challenge after challenge, but eventually you're going to lose. You're not going to win one. Right. And yeah. you need some social skills. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where he was lacking, especially mm-hmm. with females. He sort oh, yeah. of had a tendency to talk down to females. Yeah. I mean, so again, I really that's, didn't see I mean, it. That's a huge part yeah. of the game. Yep. Yeah. Very much so. I mean, it's really hard to when, balance. When you were there athletic. and you were dealing with your tribe, and and you keep going to you keep going to challenges and you win 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 and you go back to camp. Mm-hmm. And it's like everyone's splitting up and backstabbing, backstabbing, backstabbing. I mean, it's crazy. Why yeah. don't you just stay together because you're a dominant tribe? Yeah, you know. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the people that they cast or if it's, they think they're smarter than the next. I don't know. I, I, can't, um, I can't tell you. It's really sad, though. But it would also be a really boring season. So maybe, uh, maybe there's a reason <laughs> we shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Similar right. to Big Brother. We see players do that same crap, too, and they mm-hmm. don't win either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And then, like, the boring person gets by. Right, because they were not. Yeah, yeah. or or that other that other person they always cast, which is called the nerd. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) They come through it all somehow. Somehow the nerd survives everything else. Hey, because I feel like you're not perfect example. John Cochran. John Cochran. Yes. Yeah. Darcy, you know what's so cool? Then we have Boston Rob, right? And he was always mm-hmm. known for Survivor. And look how he's moved on. And his I new know. gig now with Celebrity Home Renovation. I'm more a fan of him as his real self on this show yeah. than I was on Survivor. Mm-hmm. I adore him on that show. I, just, I, I love the I mean, real Rob. It's so funny. There's certain certain ones, right, that you're just like, they're gods no matter what. And Boston Rob is one. Um, and yeah. uh, I'm so glad he... He got his swan song. He got a win. I, you know, I don't know how much of it was, like, production help, right? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but you know, um, yeah, RC, he kind of deserved it because most fans think when Amber won, he actually won. He did all the yes. work. Yeah, for her. Yeah, true. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yep. But, yep. but in, truth, in, true, in true Rob fashion, he walks away with the girl. <laughs> yeah. And look at their marriage. Yeah. Their and, marriage is killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's absolutely. So happy. Absolutely. Uh, That's the most important. RC, I I know you've kind of distanced yourself from all of this. Mm -hmm. Are there any players from your season or maybe from another season that you still stay in touch with? Um, So I was close with uh, David Sampson. I would see him constantly in New York. And so I think he is probably really the only person – you know, Penner wasn't – Penner, I love Penner. I would see Penner tomorrow. But it was sort of one of these things where I just wanted to, like, close that door and walk away. Um, yeah. You know, Eliza and I sometimes text back and forth and stuff like that. Um, but I'm I friends with her. Been in New York. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in New York that much. So part, that's part of the reason, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Eliza, but, Eliza's, Eliza's a good girl. And, uh, of yeah. course, she got one, she got one of those – Kind of wild edits, and she—I mean, she ended up on Amazing Race, but uh, she's a good girl. She's a good person. Yeah. She's good. So, um, Kim. Yeah. Are you out there? Yes, I'm here. What What have you got for RC? Comments about things you've heard tonight, or maybe a question you'd like to to hear about? Um. Yeah. So I'm here. <laughs> Curious to know, like, what you think made the Tandang tribe so successful in the challenges despite your differences. Oh, yeah. I said this earlier. We had amazing athletes and then athletes that, like, crushed it at what they were really good at, right? So I would say that, like, artists, bulls, and in this one challenge, you needed to throw this ball at Pence, and he crushed it. And so it's like we had the right people at the right time doing the right challenges. And then, like, the first challenge was disappointing, even though we came, we came in second. You really didn't always have to be the loser. You just had to come into a place. And so I just think that we always, like, the, the challenges that they gave us, I think I'm remembering the second one. It's like Lisa had to, like, she didn't have to do anything. We got to sit two people out, essentially, because Abby didn't have to participate, and then Lisa was up there, and the edit makes it look like she was telling us how to do the puzzle. But basically, I hopped up on the puzzle, and me and Pete put it together. And then, obviously, the way they air it, they air it like she actually had a say in doing anything, but she was like a non-starter. So we had four amazing athletes, and I'm so thankful for all of them because that's what prolonged us longer in the game, or at least me. <laughs> <laughs> what else, And we Jim? got lucky, right? We got lucky with those challenges they gave us. Well, um, I, I, don't, I, I don't – maybe it wasn't so much luck. And maybe it was more think, of the, maybe it was more of the balance of the tribe you had. It what, I mean, maybe the luck maybe. got involved with how it was, the tribe was put together, because you yeah, had certain also, people, mm-hmm. like you said, that were really good at certain things. Well, so a couple different things. The casting director called me. I can't remember. Lynn, I think. Um, Lynn called me, and I was like, what the hell? And she was like, RC, we honestly didn't think you were a good athlete. I was like, what? I told you oh I did all these God. things. They're like, we didn't believe it. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> she old drugs? Like, 
don't think that they expected me to be as dominant as I was in all these little things. Um, so I think that they probably thought that it would be a little bit more evened out on stuff. Um, and then number two, you know, the way the athletes come into play, no matter how much we disliked each other at camp, the minute Jeff said go, the four of us worked really hard together and really well together, and it did not matter. And I think that goes back to um, uh, athlete mentality. We weren't individuals. Yeah. We were all working together in, the, in a goal. Right. And that's why, like, you know, I would, I would always have to give it to Mike, Pete, and Artis because it didn't, it didn't matter. We worked really well as a solid core. Yeah, just very, very con- competitive people. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, you that, can say that, that again. That were really driven, <laughs> really driven to win. You know. Mhm. Um. I, maybe maybe what she told you kind of goes back to a little bit of how the tribe was put together, though. If they put the tribe together like that, they were probably thinking, "Well, we're we're trying to even this thing out, and we're going to put RC here because she's not that physical, and we'll put so and so over here because they are." And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden. Oh my God, RC is really physical. Yeah, it was. It was funny. I kind of laughed, um, but it was nice. It's nice <laughs> when you have these moments with casting or production where they like let something out, and you're like, "Oh, that makes sense." I mean, it doesn't, but it does. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That. I mean, I mean, when you said that about what what Lynn said, it made perfect sense. That, oops, they messed up and stacked your tribe. <laughs> better than they wanted to (laughs) yeah and then format thing i mean like once you get once you get to sit somebody out like that's it you know like they're they're toast so you know we really benefited from that yeah um yeah teresa teresa are you out there yes sir hey teresa um you got rc here um you got any comments or questions for let's see well I'm not sure if I'm asking any questions that haven't already been asked. Okay. But if, uh, I mean, it didn't matter anyway, but if you had it to do over again Mm -hmm. after watching the season, uh, would you have placed your vote differently? Oh, no, I don't. I don't because, you know, I've always grappled with the fact that, like, me and Mike knew we were on the bottom. And we had that pact that if either one of us was going to get voted out, we just didn't, we, we should have told each other. And I don't know why he didn't tell me. It was like, you know, and of course I was, you know, I found out a whole bunch of different stuff after, obviously. And it, it really didn't quite, like, actually, Penner called me Stockholm Syndrome because I kept defending Mike over and over and over again. And, and Penner was like, wake up, RC. And I think when he sort of said that, it, stuck with me I was like oh man there's probably so much more there than I even realized and so he was yeah. he was counted out I didn't know Denise and I really you know wanted to and felt like it was appropriate to do Lisa solid I did well I can't hmm. I mean I get that because like I said I loved Lisa since I was nine years old yeah <laughs> see here, yeah. here's some more of her fan base RC <laughs> yes sir um, I don't, I don't blame you. And, um, what was I going to say? I mean, listen, you make it to the end. Like you do it. However you get there, you got there. Right. So. 
Exactly. I have. I, I don't know how many people I've told that to, RC. You got fans mm-hmm. saying, oh, they shouldn't have made it. Oh, they shouldn't have made it. Oh, they shouldn't have won. They shouldn't. I said, anybody that makes it there and mm-hmm. anybody who wins, they deserve it. Now, maybe yeah. there are some, some more deserving than others, but if yeah, you won sir. this game, you deserve it. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I really hated Josh from Big Brother. But when he was sitting next to Paul, I was like, please, Josh, please, like, you know, make it. <laughs> I, I, want, I wanted Paul. him to win because they they tried to set that whole thing up for Pope Paul so big. Yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking He's of crazy. which, since you want to bring up Big Brother. I, I, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead, Melissa. No, I was going to say... I just was so tickled pink when Josh won. I was tickled pink. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Josh on. I, I yeah. just laughed. I just yeah. laughed so hard. To his face, yeah. I was like, I didn't. I hated you the entire summer. And that. Oh my like god, he got minutes. under my skin so bad. Oh so my bad. god. But but against Ugh. Paul, you were like pulling for him. He was the oh lesser my god. of people. I mean, people. I mean, you walk in the house and they say, hey. Pick six or seven players you want to be oh, safe, yeah. and we'll put them with you, and you'll be on your way. I mean, Mom, boy. what was the so heck? damn unfair? You, yeah. you know, floor. I had to think. Come here. Yeah. And he still, he still can't win. He still can't win. I know. They can manipulate I couldn't big stand Josh either in the pots and the pans banging and all that crap. Mm-hmm. But when he beat Paul, I swear I was dancing like it was a party. I was so damn Me happy. Too. <laughs> Me too. Me um, too. I think at least, with, at least with Survivor, they can't manipulate it as much. Of course, production manipulates it, but it's not as bad as, um, you know, Big Brother, I think. Oh no, Big Brother's right. Big Brother's Big Brother's way worse. Big Brother's way worse. Total mm-hmm. manipulation. Our yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. way worse. Uh, and and and, honestly, and what's amazing, RC, is mm-hmm. you know they have the live feeds, so the fans know it's way worse. Everything. Yep. But yep. they yep. they can't stop watching. <laughs> I know. Me too. By the way, season after season after season. I've been so. ready a few times, Jim. I've been ready to stop. I got so angry. <laughs> I was ready to. Are you, RC, when, are you watching? Are you watching this leave. season? Of course I am. I thought I wasn't going to, and then I was like, "Nope, I did it. I got sucked back in, and I'm really happy with the leftovers." Yeah. Oh, good, good. Cause, so cause are we. Yeah. We we do a yep. we do a Friday night we do a Friday night recap podcast for Big Brother, and mm-hmm. uh, there are a a a lot of people that really like the leftovers. Yes, me too. I'm hoping that Michael keeps it together and votes out Daniel tomorrow. I hope everyone's um, caught up. Yeah, Thank and goodness, I, so last Friday we thought he was going to turn statement. everything around, and we were so mad. Mm-hmm. So mad. Oh, so mad. yeah. Vote out the people Arson. who are not in your alliance. Sorry. I thought the people yeah. well, was one well, well, I will say that next week, from what I hear, Jasmine is going to be upset because somebody stole her Midol. Midol, <laughs> um, that's hilarious. They they are mess they messing with that girl. They just they just have yeah. fun with her. Now it's just really funny. I want right, her the whole gone moment. next, and then they can and it's anybody's game after that. 
but, McCain, but, but R- R- Daniel, R- R- Daniel R- will gone, R- and then whoever goes after that, I really don't care too much. R.C., R- I will agreed. tell you, I may or may not be a huge fan of Taylor. Oh, I'm a huge fan of Taylor. Are you kidding? Everything that's oh, we love her. Yeah, and she's like she's so sweet and innocent with like the lace when Daniel's like leasing into her, and she's like, I can't eat the lace. It was like my heart broke for her, and I was really glad. Yeah. that's yeah. the difference with Big Brother. You got you get opportunities to like rechange your history. Survivor yeah. is so short, you don't get that same same amount of time. Yeah. So and, I'm so and, happy. And the, and the whole thing, the whole thing about with Nicole in there crying, and and Ugh. she's in the living room trying to get prayers for her, and then she walks in and gets it done so like she was to done. Watch that. I mean, it's uh, like, good mm-hmm. gracious. Good gracious. I know. Uh, I just want, I want Julie yeah. to be harder on these people and the exit. They were so terrible like, to her. It just, it just I know. Well, I yeah. know. I initially, I initially liked uh, Jasmine, but then Sarah, mm-hmm. my daughter, was telling me about how Taylor would try to help her, like when she first sprained mm-hmm. her ankle, and then as mm-hmm. soon as she'd leave the room, Jasmine would trash her. So yeah, yeah. that's what she so, is. That yeah, is they they have been they have been so they have been so mean and disrespectful mm-hmm. to Taylor that Julie yeah. is starting to mention it in the exit interviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I don't like Jasmine for me personally is that, like, you know, some people are girly girls, some people are guy girls. I'm a guy girl, right? And it also takes me time to, like, warm up to people. And so Jasmine in the feed said she's also a guy girl. She was only friends with guys in high school, and that's why her relationship with Paloma and Alyssa was so important for her because, like, she's never really had girlfriends. Okay, if that's true, then why do you have zero empathy for Taylor? Like, why are we just taking her the crow because she wasn't a girl's girl? Right? That's what really asked yeah. me about Jasmine. Yeah. Well, and if she's so well, then how come her bestie, be- or festy bestie, can't stand her? And I love mm-hmm. all the uh, crap that Turner's been pulling on her. Up. Like, oh, it's <laughs> so good. Best. He cracks me it. up. Every time, every time <laughs> Jasmine walks into a room, he gets up and walks out. It's so oh, bad. And his face it's is, hilarious. His face is at her. They're just the greatest. No. The way he rolls yeah, his eyes and looks at the camera, it's yeah. priceless. No. Can I also say this? I also will, like, I'm going to raise my hand and be like, I was not the cool kid in, in high school, right? I was never the cool kid. I'm never the cool kid that goes in anywhere. And I also have to imagine a lot of these other people aren't the cool kids either, right? So yeah, you have a right. bunch of, like, really nerds. You can call Kyle a jock all you want, but listen, he was, he was, he's a Mormon nerd, let's be honest. And it's like yeah. to not have empathy for somebody else, right, is really sucky. It's like, oh, all of a sudden they're mm-hmm. cool that they're accepted, so they're going to, like, kick someone else to the curb. It's not very nice. Exactly. All right. I'm off my high horse now, guys. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Do you also – we were talking about this last week, Garcy. We, we seem to feel – the consensus is we seem to feel that Kyle's possibly a virgin. Oh, I don't think so. I think that's why he's longer Mormon. The way he no, is with I her, the so. way he is with Alyssa, it's ridiculous. He's he's almost thirty years old, and he's acting like he's a sixteen-year-old. It's ridiculous. But you didn't you didn't tell her the whole story, Kansas. First, we thought he was gay. 
Uh, I didn't. Y'all did. I never did. <laughs> I really didn't. I was surprised he wasn't jumping at the chance with her. First you guys, he was gay. <laughs> now he's a virgin. I don't yes. know what's next. I, I, I think he's. I think, I think he's a virgin. I think he was born a very like specific Mormon, and I think he's probably trying to respect his mom at home. I think that's what's happening, and he knows that for the rest of his life it will be on TV, so he's trying to be respectful. It could. That, that oh, I don't know about it. that because his mom is not real happy with him right now. He goes, that could be the reason. Like her. He's period. Her mom says that could be the mom reason. Says she's not good enough for him. She I don't like him. Like she doesn't like her either. at all. The mother hates like her. Alyssa. I don't like her. So, I mean, RC, how about, how, how, she's not good enough RC, for my how about son. a she final, like how about a final three of Kyle, Michael, and Taylor? I would love that. Honestly, I would love all, all anybody really um, in the leftover. I just, I, I feel like, you know, I hate to say the word, but yeah, deserve it. And I just love their stories and their, them as people. So I don't really care whoever is left is left. I think all of us felt like yeah. Xavier was in the Lynn last year. This year, it could be anybody's game. Yeah, right. I just, I just, I just, no I just, I just want the guy, I want the guy that was verbally abusing Taylor. I want mm-hmm. him gone. Daniel. Oh, yeah, he's Daniel. done this week. That's who Daniel, I want I hope gone. so. I hope that's right. him. And he All gets, of us. <laughs> and he gets skewered on, on, uh, on, on the interviews and, um, reality, like all that stuff. Oh my I mean, God! Can you imagine? Nicole, can you, you imagine the interview when he I comes out? I can. I can guarantee you guys that he is going to come out of there, and he is going to lie exactly yep, like Paloma, exactly right, like yes. Nicole. He's mm-hmm. going to say it never happened. You didn't see <laughs> everything. You would now, not Nicole's believe how much of a bully. Stuff. The thing about that she's is... She's making excuses, but Nicole's mm-hmm, kind of... Exactly. Yeah, her eyes were opened up. But Hannah, Melissa, did you see the Hannah interview where Hannah just really gave it to her and asked her oh, all those questions and I didn't let that. her try to jump she off, says, but she just oh, well, kept on I'm going, gonna... and it was so good. Oh, my yeah, God, I'm going to have to go no back idea. and look at everything because... I'm just going to have to go look at back and, and and see everything for myself before I comment because blah, blah, blah. You'll like mm-hmm. it, Melissa. Oh, you'll, it'll, it, you'll be very happy to see this interview. Her and, and RC, Jason really give it to her. RC, this talk about Big Brother, um, which is going to be popular with the people that listen on the pod everywhere, because yeah, I'm like a, a lot of a lot of Survivor people, you know, they don't they don't watch Big Brother. So, I mean, they're gonna love it that that you watch and you've got opinions. But it also brings to question something we've discussed on here before. Mm-hmm. What would you think about a Survivor season with Big Brother house guests and a Big Brother season with Survivors? Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's actually really interesting. So I think certain Big Brother people could do it, right? Like Hayden did it very successfully, and certain people could do it very successfully. Because um, I know a lot of people, like, apply for Survivor and get on Big Brother or vice versa, right? I just think that the style of play is different. 
Um, meaning it's much shorter, it's much harder on your mind, your body, you're not eating, right? And so big brother people can't really cut it, right? When Jasmine's talking about being yeah. a slob, it's like, come on, girl, like, we don't even get to eat. I would take slob. <laughs> uh, um, so I think it would be really interesting. I, I think it just depends on the mixture of people that they pick. I don't think that survivor players will attach to big brother the same way. I don't think that you know, the good ones that can keep it together, but keeping it together for three months, that's, that's difficult, man. Yeah. Like it's a long time. But a long time, but, but, like but, but you would, the thing games. about it, you, you would have food, you'd have a pool, you'd have okay. a pool that's table. That's true. You'd have a kitchen. I, um, yeah. It, it would be, be a lot, lot better surroundings than survivors are used to. Yeah. yeah and it'd be interesting to be able to watch everything. Sorry. Like John Cochran, uh, Christian would probably be really good at it. Um, well, there's a few survivors talked, I can see playing Big Brother. They've talked. They've talked to. They've talked to Rob before about it, and it just it's never worked out. So, um, yeah, I don't know if Rob would be as good. Well, I, he'd I be a huge Rob target. Too big. I think <laughs> he, Rob is too big of a of a. Personality, yeah. Uh, Survivor's star. Yeah, he, yeah, too big of a he'd personality. He'd be a target, but I, 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 I think know. more like along the lines of um, John Cochran um, and Christian Cochran won't do it. Uh, that was in David and Goliath. Um, there's a few others I can think of that would probably yeah, be really, really good. Thing about thing about Cochran is you'll. You're never going to see him on another show. He. I'd love to see yeah. Stephanie Lagrosa on Big Brother, and mm. get to watch what she and, and see her playing and get to know really get to know her. That would be fun. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the ones that well, we really love from the show, and then seeing them on Big Brother, watching them on the live feeds, that would be totally mm-hmm. cool. Well, that's how that's, I agree. Uh, I would. They 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 they've tried to get Cochran back on Survivor and. Uh, he he just won't do it anymore because um, he he, he, Where do you he has go after he eating? has really well he has anxiety issues and uh, oh, big he brother just, would he be don't horrible wanna, for him. Yeah, he, he don't want to do that, do that stuff anymore. You know, he could never do yeah. Big Brother then. Forget Big Brother. Yeah. Hey. Would would you do that, RC? Would you go into Big Brother? House? Oh man. Maybe. I mean, I don't think I'd be good at it, though. I'm, like, not a, not fake enough for it, I don't think. I don't think I could keep it together. I think I really love challenges. Um, and then... Uh, and then you, you, think, you, think you'd go, you think you'd go all Willie Hans on somebody? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Oh, that would, would be so much fun to watch, though, RC. <laughs> See, and the fans would it, love you. It would be so much like, fun. Yeah. Well, if, 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 you, if you happen, too, same thing. if you if you happen to be in there and Janelle was playing and you formed an alliance, fans would love oh that. If you went off on people, I would die. <laughs> I would die. Yes, hundred percent. What about Amazing yeah, Race? That awesome. That'd be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Oh, I. So the the thing is, I get very competitive, and that was the other advantage of just Survivor. It's like they didn't show how competitive I was getting before or after, and so if I did Amazing Race, I might lose it. <laughs> it would be a little too much. I think Survivor was perfect. I think I really think the idea earlier that 
that was brought up. I really think you're a good fit for the challenge. I really do. Okay. I'll let you guys know. I'll let you know <laughs> first, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that was I have not watched the challenge. I mean, the challenge yet. So my husband ordered dinner. Sorry, I just took a bite. Um, did you guys have any other last questions for me? Yeah, any any last <laughs> questions? Yeah, she, uh, she had planned to stay two hours, and she's she's already <laughs> over that. So oh, that's right. You, you got any last comments or questions? Oh, yeah. um, I forgot. I, you guys were starting at seven o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have oh, one. I have I have okay, I think I, I think one. Kim's got. I think Kim's got a question. <laughs> so, besides blood versus water, have you been asked back for any Survivor season since? Mm-hmm. Lenny. Sorry, I took another bite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's more than pretty consistent. Uh, it's pretty consistent every Cambodia? year. What happened with Cambodia? I said, didn't they ask you with, for, uh, oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. for Cambodia? Mm-hmm. Was Cambodia the one where you had to get like, the public vote? Yes. I was like, I'm not into that. And she's like, but you're Miss Survivor. And I was like, I'm not into it. I'm not into like making people vote for me. And then I knew that he would be back. And I knew that that's like the element that they would play off. And I just wasn't interested in it. So, yeah. That was Kim, it. Kim, she said earlier, it, it kind of okay. got to be a, a, a yearly thing that in January she'd get a call and, and she, she luckily got to say no and, and turn it down. <laughs> And then eventually they stopped calling. She said, oh, yeah. I wonder why they stopped calling. Because I keep saying no. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Maybe one day. And also, how, how funny was the uh, Muffin Beat segment on Sunday? It was amazing. I absolutely died. I love Turner. Turner has now become, like, my favorite in one week. One week. I don't even know how that happened. He was, like, <laughs> such a sleeper for so long. He and was, now I'm, like, so, he was so funny on that episode. That's so funny, great. and then like they played back. They play. I don't think production likes Jasmine much with the foot boot thing either. Where like, what was it on Sunday? They played back the fact that the guy didn't even touch her foot, and she was like a crybaby about it. It's like, come on. Uh, anything it's so funny. That. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Any uh, anybody got anything else? I've got one other thing. And it's not a it's not a question. Mm-hmm. I just want to throw this out there because I'm feeling a little bit proud right now because <laughs> she told y'all tonight she basically really doesn't stay in touch with anybody anymore. But hey, <laughs> she stays in touch with me. <laughs> Absolutely. For you, anything. And Archie, thank you so much. I mean, this was so much fun. Like I said, that was one of my favorite seasons. It just was oh, so good. So the oh, cast me too. Was so me too. Good. I, I love, love hearing about the Survivor. When when people ask me my favorite seasons, I I always say Philippines, Nicaragua, and Pearl Island. Mm-hmm. I love well, those I, three seasons. I will say, like the whole group, I love the whole group. You guys are so supportive, and like you know, also in the sense of like, if I ever do anything wrong, you guys call me out, and it's like you hold people accountable too. It's not just okay, I have my favorites, I'm going to turn you know blind eye. So you guys have been such a great group for so long that I'm really, 
I feel blessed to be part of it. So thank you guys so much for having me. And maybe um, I'll come do another recap with Big Brother stuff because I just love talking about Big Brother. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> yeah, cool, let's, let's, uh, we love why don't we Why don't we do that? Well, uh, why, don't, why don't we get her on a Friday night whenever mm-hmm. they're not out to dinner or whatever yeah. and uh, <laughs> recap, let her recap some Big Brother with us? Yeah, because we do that every Friday night. Yeah, sounds uh-huh. good, R.C. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah, be involved with you about that. Yeah. I was so glad and, you uh, coming in, thank, thank you for coming on, um, because I know you, you don't do this, and I really, I really appreciate <laughs> it. It means a lot. And um, I know the fans are going to love it, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best, girl. Mm-hmm. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Thanks for staying in touch all these years and being interested as well. So. Well, no no problem. So much have, have a good evening. Tell mm-hmm. your husband I said hi. I will. I will. Maybe I'll try to put Survivor on tonight for him. Okay. This is going be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll love seeing you in your bikini. Think about that, too. He'll love it. <laughs> seeing a young RC, he will love it, girlfriend. <laughs> I bet you she's just as gorgeous as she was then. Uh, but it's always fun girl. for the husbands to see them when they before they knew the wives, and they see them yeah, even when they were girl. young. And and the whole thing back then with her and Abby, you know, if if you talk to a thousand fans, five hundred would say I'm behind Abby, five hundred would say I'm behind RC, and it was like. Neither, you know, nobody wins, you know. Um, but, and 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 everyone knows I, w- I was in the middle because I'm friends with both of them. I love Abby. I love RC. I did try to make peace. I saw very quickly it wasn't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Very quickly. Oh, um, I couldn't stand behind talk. Abby, not at all. Uh, well, neither one. Neither one wanted to make peace back then, so um, I don't know. But artist, artist, you're still here. She spoke very highly of the dominance of your tribe as one of the best of all time. Well, they went. They went uh, till merge before they even saw. Uh, Went to a tribal council. Uh, maybe artist got us muted right now. I don't know. But he's still connected. Yeah, he might have us muted then. Yeah, but uh, she spoke very highly of that tribe. And, and really, basically, four players on that tribe that were so dominant in the challenges, and he was one of the four. So I was going to ask him about that um, because he was one of the four that she said. And it was. I mean, you know, Tim, you and I talked about this earlier in the week. Um, Up to that point, probably, arguably, the best dominant tribe in challenges ever. Yeah, I I mean they they didn't technically speaking they didn't lose a challenge. Yeah, you you could argue that because there was the one challenge that was decided by well basically a negotiation. 
And hey Jim, I'm still here. Sorry about that. I was hey, hey, artist. I, I wanted to, I wanted to get your I wanted to get your thoughts a little bit about the pod and about some of the things RC said and how complimentary she was of your tribe and especially those four core players who were so dominant in the challenges and she named you as one of those four. How do you feel yeah, about I, that? I think production underestimated a lot of us in our tribe. I know they underestimated me because of my age, but like I said, they didn't they didn't really understand my background about how much of an athlete I truly was. I knew right. RC was a beast. I knew RC was a beast. I don't know how anybody could under, underestimate her, but if they did, that was their fault. Um, the tribe <laughs> as a whole, we were we were we were a physically dominant tribe. Um, RC is a sweetheart, even though it may not have came across like that when we were actually playing the game. After the game, when I had the opportunity to actually sit down and talk with her, I understood her mindset and how she was. And yeah. she is actually, uh, she is truly a sweetheart. So I, I'm yeah. blessed to have been able to have wash our beef and actually get to know her and her family. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, my God, you, I mean, seriously, you guys, you just kept winning and winning and winning and winning and, and winning. But and, behind the scenes, behind the scenes. I could not get them. Jim, yeah, I'm behind tell the you. scenes, players were like, Still going after each other. At it. Right. There was no Absolutely. reason for it. Absolutely. And I tried, Jim. I tried. If they would actually, like I said, y- y'all see what production wants you to see. If you got to see some of the stuff that re- they didn't air, you would actually see where I, I tried. I was like, why are y'all playing the game so hard right now? The winner from this game could come from our tribe if we just stop all the BS. And just go to the. We're gonna to get to the. We're gonna to get to the merge with our whole tribe. Not hardly ever has that ever been done in Survivor. But if we keep yeah. at this, we're gonna to get to the. We're gonna to get to the merge with our whole tribe, and nobody from our tribe will win the game when we had the game in control. But everybody was. Everybody was had their mindset somewhere else. And you can't change people's minds about how they want to play the game. Me, right. I wanted to win a million dollars. I wanted somebody from our tribe to win it. But I knew. Going into the merge with our entire tribe, the only way anybody from our tribe was going to win that game is if we stuck together and got rid of everybody else because everybody else had a target mm-hmm. on us. Right. That's the way to play, truthfully. That's yeah, the best and, way to and, play. And, it, and, and, and artists, it's so unfortunate because if you keep winning and you keep winning and you keep winning, normally that means we're we're not out here trying to go behind each other's backs and trying to do this and trying to do that. Let's just keep enjoying this winning experience. And if we lose, okay, then we'll get to that point. But right. your tribe, you, you were you were doing that in spite of your success. Absolutely, it was like I, I was like I mean one tribe one 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 um tribe one of the challenges. We knew we were going to lose, we was, and we were already contemplating on who we were going to vote out because we, we actually knew we were going to lose that challenge. I even, I even said so on the confessional, and we were planning on, already planning on who we were going to vote out, and we still won. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. 
Yeah, Artis, point, your you season was one of it's, the best of Survivor ever. It really was. It was so terrific to watch. And it was, yeah, I mean, and you guys it, were phenomenal. Such at a great some point, Artis, it had, at some point, it had to start settling into some people like, hey, we, we got something here. But no, then there's a few the problem, others Jim, that are like, ne- yeah, we that got never here, but, but I still want to do this and this and this. You know, I want right. to make That's do- what it was. I want to be a double agent. I want to do this. I want to do that. None of y'all want a million. None of y'all, evidently, none of you want to win a million dollars. Right. <laughs> wow. Because we were gifted. That season, season 25, Tang Dang was gifted a million dollars. All they had to do really was were. stay together and go get it. You really were. You really were. And then, you know, when you merge, <laughs> you add Malcolm, another beat. Right. Absolutely. Now, I like, it's like Malcolm. It's like the gifts keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> the gifts keep coming. <laughs> it, it was. It was It was absolutely ridiculous, man. And I, and I, 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 was like, well, I got to the point, I was like, what can I do? There's nothing that I can do. We, we were given a million dollars, and everybody, everybody's too busy trying to get TV time. Uh, uh, uh. That's sad. That's sad. That's a what, shame. What, what did you, what did you think about? What did you think? I mean, you heard RC's take about the whole Pete and Abby thing. She thought it was Abby was just so into him, and Pete was just more or less. I'm, yeah, I'm going to use this. What, that, what did you? That, what, how did you see that? That debacle right there, I stayed far away from it. I looked at that and I was like, "That's just pitiful." <laughs> oh, oh my! I don't know if you. Was, I don't know if you were on here. Um, I don't think you were on here yet when I. You know, because I know Abby. Um, right, I do too. I, I don't. I don't think uh, you were on here when I we were talking about. Because you know, RC said her and uh, Pete, you know, made you know made Whoopi uh, at Ponderosa, and I said, well, you know, I can, I can, I can kind of top that because she told she told me when the plane landed when y'all got home. They made Whoopi at the airport bathroom. I wouldn't oh my doubt gosh. it. I wouldn't doubt it. But you know, <laughs> let me tell you something, Jim. I have a I have a theory Teresa, about hooking up on Survivor. <laughs> that's just crazy, you know. But you know, they're gonna do what they're gonna do. You gotta leave it alone. <laughs> I, I mean, I I I I have more details like. Sitting on the sink uh, and all that stuff, but you know we won't awful. get into all that. Uh, it's so Jim, awful. The only way to describe that is in a therapist's office with dolls. <laughs> Teresa, Teresa, I have all Teresa. I've always told people if I ever went to a therapist, when I started talking, they would swap places with me and they would go lay on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, all in all, I I, I like I, I I there was there was nobody. Well, I'm not gonna say that. There was only one person in the cast that I absolutely, honestly disliked as a person, and everybody knew who that was. And everybody read me for it until they find out that 
I was actually right. Was that the pervert? Yeah, but you know, I I I didn't know about that. I just and I we just we talked about that him. tonight, and I I don't know if you heard that, but I share I shared. I may have told you this before, artist. When we've talked, I don't know, but um, you know, because I I was big friends with him back then, and uh, after you guys got home, um, everyone knows that me and Angie are real close. You know, we're real close friends. Oh, Angie, I love Angie. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, and Russell Hance, like he does with every season. When it's over, he tries to contact whoever the hotties were and see if he can work his lies and magic on them. And he targeted <laughs> Angie. He he wanted to get in touch with Angie, and Angie wanted nothing to do with him. She wouldn't reply to, you know, messages, you know, on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. So Russell goes to Scooping and wants Scooping's help on how to Talk to Angie. Scooping gives gives Russell Angie's phone number. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Oh, and Russell starts calling her. And now, legitimately, legitimately, honestly, the girl's starting to get scared. She's starting to get scared at this point because he won't leave her alone. And like I said, I knew Scooping, and that's when I got into his shit. And I went to him and told him how uncool that crap was, that you didn't even have the respect to ask Angie first? Really? Before you gave her phone number out to somebody? And it it all ends up in a big three-way phone call. Because Dawson was in on it because she had heard about it, and she was friends with me. She knew me before she went on the show. And so sitting here talking with Dawson and Angie and and scooping on on a three-way and just blasting scooping because I was so mad. And... That's my story about Michael Scooping, and I never talked to him after that. You know, it's crazy. You you take – I mean, I was blessed to be able to play this game, but some of the people don't understand that it is an honor and a privilege to play that game, and you don't do stupid shit like that. Excuse my right. language, but you just don't do stuff like that. Exactly. I mean, even me. Everybody knows, everybody knew my distaste for Mike. But nobody can tell you that I said anything derogatory about him during any podcast or interview that I had with them. I said, he knows what, I, he knows what my problem is with him. He knows how to resolve it. If he chooses to do so, fine. If not, just don't speak to me no more. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's... That's the way I stopped talking to him because I I just I, I I didn't respect that. I had no place for that. Um, yeah. Because it, it I glad. mean I was I mean it scared it scared the hell out of Angie because 
I mean, a lot of people don't realize how Russell is, but I mean, I knew. He, he, all you have to do that, is just listen to. Crazy. All you have to do is listen. He gets, he gets creepy. He gets very. He gets very aggressive. He gets very He's aggressive. Super creepy. People, really is. people, I, people play the game. People play the game, but you can only play the game so much before who you are as a person will truly reveal itself. That's yeah. true, artist, people don't catch really. on. When you're playing that game, you get to understand who these people really are versus the characters right. they're trying to portray. Sure. Yeah. We just get a lot of little I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I spoiled it all back then when, when Russell was playing uh, about the whole me in there bit. He was living in he was living in a damn trailer. <laughs> but Jim, I'm gonna tell you, I am so glad that you got a chance to talk to RC because I've always wondered where she was. See, I don't reach out to people because I don't yeah. want to sit back there and and constantly hound them. I know after the game, people go back to their normal lives, and if I wasn't part right. of your normal life, then it's cool that we can keep in contact. But I don't expect you to you know, contact me consistently and everything. So I was happy to hear that you did a podcast with her. I was happy to hear that she's doing well, married, got over the game, and living on and going on with her life. I love to hear that. I'm glad. I'm so happy yeah, I do, for I her do, because I do too. she got I dragged do too. through the mud. Yeah, I do too. And and all of that, all of that honestly came um, tonight because of, you know, the friendship we've had over the years, I've, I've been friends with her, you know, all the way back then. We've always stayed in touch. And, you know, like I said tonight, you know, she don't really stay in touch with anybody else, you know, any survivor no. stuff, but we stay in touch. Because, you know, it's, it's like I tried to describe earlier, and it's like that with you artists. I don't think of you as survivors. I think of you as friends. You know, we're just friends. Right. You know? Right. And, and, and so, they the funny thing I find, the funny thing about me is that people will contact me for interviews and stuff like that. I go to charity events and people meet me at charity events. And when they meet me, they're like, you are nothing like what they portrayed you on the show to be. And I'm like, I know, but I'm not worried about it. It's a show. They got to put on a production. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You throw your hands up in the air, artist, and say, but this is me. <laughs> yeah, they were like, why did they show this part of you? Because they had too many people like that. So somebody's got to be a villain. We're going to make him a villain whether he is or not. <laughs> yeah, and they do that. They do that. They did that with, with one of my that. other buddies. T- they did that with one of my other buddies, T.D., Tyrone Davis. You know, yeah. because but they made him look like they made him look like a villain, like he ate one too many, one too many hot wings at camp, <laughs> you know. And and me and TD we laugh at that crap all the time. He's like Jim, fuck, I was hungry. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. I said people don't understand. We true people kept saying, do y'all really get hungry out there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you guys ever artist now? Yeah, artists. Uh, what do you think about the the game right now as it is? With uh, I, I mean, I've heard rumors that there are, uh, you know, there's going to be even more changes to the game. Uh, I, I have huge issues. I have huge issues with the game right now. The game has taken so much of a wicked turn away from what it was. I yeah. don't, I just don't know. I'm like, 
you, now, now you're not playing to win the game. You're playing to find an idol so that you don't have to play the game. Right. I'm like, one idol was fine, but now and you, you use it, it's supposed to be done with. They use it, they bring it back. They use it, they bring it back. They give you all these different ways to stay in the game. I'm like, it is not Survivor anymore. It's just how many ways can you find to keep yourself in the game without playing the game? Well, it's just like look at Ben from uh, Heroes versus Hustlers versus Healers. Yeah, so you know, I, I mean, I understand they got to they got to put on a show, but the original concept of the game is what got me interested in the game. I said that is how, that is going to be something nice right there. But all this other stuff that they're doing now, I mean, it's 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 becoming it's becoming way too commercialized. The game is becoming way too commercialized for me. I still play it. Don't get me wrong. I'd still play if ever I got the chance to play again because I already told them if I play a second time, you might as well write my name on the check. But they're just doing way too much with the game now. Yeah, I think they are. I mean, and it's kind of like the point RC brought up. It's like it's like Jeff thinks he's forgetting he's forgetting what the fans really started watching the show for, and he absolutely. Thinks he has to keep coming up with different things and popping himself with different twists and this and that. When the fans started watching this show back during your time and back even before that, right? Yeah. that's the show they fell in love with. Exactly. And that's the way I like to play the game. That's the way That's the way the game should be played. Okay, you, you found the idol. That's going to save you this week. But the rest of this game, you still got to play. Don't put it back in so that person, like, people going to tribal camp with three and four idols. Get out of here. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's ridiculous. You don't go to tribal with three or four. You don't go to tribal with three or four immunity idols in your back pocket and then get sent home with all of them. Now you're stupid. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> well, the, prob- the, problem is that's what the, the problem is that's what the casual audience likes nowadays. Instead of the Ugh. traditional survivor fan that's used to, okay, one immunity idol, or maybe one immunity idol per tribe, but not having three or four different idols in, in play all well, at once. And like, and like we said, Steve, like we said, Steve, some of the players from the past couple of seasons I've talked to have honestly said it got so complicated they couldn't remember who had what because there were so many advantages. I mean, I mean, artists, you go to tribal council and you, I mean, it, it's a crapshoot. Yep. Yep. And if you go there nowadays, if you go there thinking you're safe, you deserve to be voted off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, Jim would call the yeah. Dumbass of the Year award. Yep. Yep. That, yeah, that, that's my Dumbass of the Day award. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Artist, yep. uh, we, we talked a little bit to RC about uh, uh, the challenge on CBS. Have you yeah. started watching that? I refuse to watch that. I'm like, Why? <laughs> 
I'm tired of seeing Look, I'm tired of seeing the same people on all these reality shows all the time. Get a job. That's one way to look what at it. But I will I tell you this, artist. Since you're not going to watch it, I will tell you this. The Survivor players, they do really, really good. That's to be expected, though, because we have one of the hardest. We have one of the most physically and psychologically demanding games that we have to play. Right. So, yeah. that's, you know, if, and if you're strong on that show, there, it's going to transfer over. In fact, on that show, Artis, they, they declare two winners. They have a male winner and a female winner. Female winner. I knew that, yeah. Both of them, both of them were from Survivor. So, they showed up. They showed up and they played. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm but, glad to hear that. Yeah, but you, you, you know, your your physicality, you would you would kind of fit that show too, artist. Uh, yeah, it, I thought I, I thought about it, but I was like, you know what? I'm a Survivor guy at heart. If I'm gonna play another show, it's gonna be Survivor. Okay. All right. Because I mean, you, you're you're athletic enough and physical enough. Because that show, that's kind of what it's about. It's more about challenges than yeah. it is anything else. You know, you have to kind of kind of maneuver I, and make a few alliances, but you got to win challenges. Yeah, like I said, I did watch it a little bit when it was just the MTV cast before they brought everybody else in. Yeah. Yeah, now now artists has gotten to where it's like it's basically career reality people now. They bring them right, back people every, with no jobs. every people year. People with no jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like artists I mean, the worst, the worst job, artists, the worst job, the worst job you can have is casting for the challenge because it's not a job. You just Call up who played last time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And see if they want to play again. Yeah. But it's more fun seeing the Big Brother players and the Survivor players together. It's yeah, more that, fun. That's, that, yeah, that's probably That's the only reason for, I'm watching. Yeah, that's been good for I tune in. I may tune in one time to watch it. But I told myself, okay, once, I saw, once I and saw we the actually, cast, yeah, We actually I saw do the a cast, Thursday night podcast for it, so... It, I guess it it grabbed our attention a little bit. Steve hooked me in somehow. Yeah. I think if I watch it, I'll probably be hooked, but, yeah. I mean, I well, now that I told you two survivors, now that I told you two survivors get there, you might, you, you're probably going to want to tune in and see who they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know I am. <laughs> Artists, try it. We'll hook you in, too. I promise. <laughs> Artists, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just tell you, though, it's a, it's a much different game compared to the earlier seasons when it was more about fun and, you know, yeah, there was competition, but, you know, it seemed like there was less backstabbing. There were more fights, but less backstabbing. Specifically, right. it's like ever since they brought in all these different shows and whatnot, it's 
I mean, I get the whole, you know, Survivor or the the challenge CBS. I mean, yeah, if you're going to want a competition with all CBS contestants, then by all means. But it's kind of like You know what? That's one aspect I didn't look at. I didn't look at it like that. I didn't look at it like that. So that that probably should have, you know, been enough for me to tune in and watch it. But I still had, when I look at when I look at the challenge, I still had MTV on the brain. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, a, cu- a couple of things about it, artists, that that made me watch, because I'm like you. Um, when it was on MTV, and, and they still have the shows on MTV, but I got burned out on it quick because it was it's always the same people. Always the same stuff, but then when mm-hmm. I got CBS and and you got survivors, you got Big Brother house guests, you got Amazing Race people, Amazing Race, yeah, and people from Love Island who they're not, yeah, I mean they were on CBS, but now they're on Paramount Plus. Um, that got my attention a little bit, and I've watched it, and they've kept my attention. Even though I know the outcome, it's fun to watch how it's playing out because their edit is so different, artists. They don't hide what's going to happen in the edit. If you watch the first five minutes and you're spoiled and you know what's going to happen, you see it the first five minutes. They show you the first five minutes of the show who's going home. You just have to watch. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, You know, and and TJ, TJ's a great host. I mean, CBS has the best host. They got Jeff, they got Phil, they got Julie, and now they got TJ. That's the best four hosts in reality TV, and they got them all right there on CBS. I I love when TJ was laughing at them during the one challenge as they fell. Oh, my God. Artist, how would you like like being in a challenge where – you're playing trivia, and you miss the question, and you're like five stories up on a plank, and you miss the question, so they drop you off your platform all the way down to the oh ground. Oh, my God. I like that. <laughs> I, I might miss just to take that drop. While the host was laughing like a maniac at them. And, and yeah, and that's the other thing, artist. The host was laughing his ass off at them. Whenever they were fixing to get dropped, he would look at them and, and laugh and say, ah, that's wrong. That is trick. And drop I'm going to I'm gonna have to tune in now. I'm going to have to tune in now. Just you y'all like it, artist, I'm telling you. Interested. And even the yeah, you, and the Sarah uh, you'll, you'll like and the Tyson like drama artist from Survivor, between the two of them, it's crazy artists. What's going on? I'm going to tune in. I'm tune in on the next time. This past week, artists, they started the rivalry between Tyson and crazy. Sarah. All right, so I'm going to tune in, and then I'm, what I'll do is I'll send you, I'll send you, I'll, I'll DM you, Jim, and let you know how I like it. Okay. All right. Good. Um, yeah. And, and the, uh, if you like it well enough, join us on Thursday nights because we do a challenge podcast on Thursday nights. But it's going to get really. It's, 
it's going to get really interesting with Tyson and Sarah because Tyson oh. has been dominating. Tyson's been dominating the challenges. Everybody wants to end up being his partner. And they use a little algorithm, you know, where the, it scrambles to tell you who your partner is that week. You don't keep the same partner. It changes every week. Oh, Everybody good. wants to be Tyson's partner because Tyson's winning so many challenges. And the survivor players are kind of in an alliance. We're going to all stick together. We're going to all keep each other safe no matter what happens. We we don't send none of us into the arena for that final challenge because if we lose, we go home. And all right. of a sudden, Tyson wins again, and he throws Sarah and her partner into the final challenge where if she loses, she leaves. And, and all through the show, they, they had shown Sarah saying, I'm not worried because I'm in I'm good I'm in good with Survivor I'm in really good with Tyson and Tyson throws her in there and Sarah goes beast mode and they win the challenge and now all of a sudden she's showing the cut my throat thing to Tyson and hollering and screaming and cussing at him so mm. next week ought to be good between them two. <laughs> Artist, she was scary as hell. I'm telling you, I've never oh seen my God. Sarah like that Sarah, before. Sarah was psycho. <laughs> yeah, it was really scary. <laughs> and Tyson's just sitting there looking at her like, really? <laughs> he didn't know what to say. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna tune in. I'm gonna tune in he, next time. I'll let you know what I like. Okay, he he knew he knew just not to say nothing. You know that was one of those moments, artists, where you don't piss somebody off bad enough where you just stay quiet. You don't you take it and you don't say nothing. Because <laughs> all you know, if you argue back, all it's going to do is throw more gasoline on the fire. Yeah, yeah. and artist, if you have Paramount Plus, the first couple episodes are on there. Say what now? Yeah. I was seeing the he first said, couple episodes if, of the season. He said if you have uh if you have Paramount Plus Oh yeah, I got, got it. the other episodes on there if you want to watch it. Oh okay, so it's streaming on Paramount Plus. Okay, so I'll go yeah, back. I'll yeah. do that then. Yeah, you can watch it on Paramount Plus or probably uh on your cable on demand on CBS. Um it's probably on there too. All right, so I'll, I'll give you some feedback. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and try to get caught up and give you all some feedback on what I think. I bet you like it. I'm telling you, you will <laughs> like it. <laughs> it's good. Right, it's not uh, anything MTV. Just, it is just good. So, just so everybody knows here, just so everybody knows here, um, artists has committed to doing uh, podcasts like RC just did. Um, we've had him on here before with Zane. Oh uh, yeah, that's my boy. Night. But now we're now now we're gonna break the now we're gonna break the bromance up, and we're gonna have artists by himself, and then we're gonna have Zane by himself. That'll work. All you gotta do is let me know when, Jim, and I'll take, I'll make sure I open my schedule up for it. 
Yeah, you yeah, you've always you've always been you've always been great artists. I mean it's you know, we go we go back we go back to that monumental season. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so what what are you what are you up to now, artist? Um I actually have my own um consult computer computer and network consulting company that and that's bit that's what I'm doing right now. Living, you know, enjoying my life. Don't have, now that I work for myself, I don't have to get up in the morning to go to work every day, I, which is weird because I still oh, find myself great. getting up thinking I got to go to work. Yeah, that's cool. Ain't, ain't that, hey, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm, in, that, I'm, I'm in that boat. We ain't ain't that a good feeling? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I get up I get up early. I get up real early. You know, not in the summer because the kids sleep in the summer, but during school, I get up early, cook breakfast, get the kids all to school, I go back to bed, I may get up at, you know, 11, maybe 12, you know, and uh, just kind of being lucky with a good life, you know. Yeah, that's a nice feeling. Definitely a nice feeling. Yeah. So are you, are you looking uh, you looking forward to the next Survivor season when they're gonna get rid of this hourglass thing and uh... I'm I'm up in the air I, you know I'm I'm a diehard Survivor fan so I'm gonna tune in I'm gonna there's nothing you can do to stop me from tuning in it's just, I'm just waiting to see what's gonna happen yeah, yeah. Um, artists do you watch any the international versions of Survivor. I haven't been watching it. I've, I've I've seen a lot of comments on the international versions, Australia, Africa. I've I've seen all kinds of comments on them, but I haven't haven't had the privilege of watching any of them yet. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on that. Um, I, I've I've even had um, some of our people want want me to do pods to recap Survivor Australia, and I say, well, it's kind of be hard to do if I don't watch it. And then right. they're like, "Well, here's a link. Here's a link. Watch it here. Watch it here." And I'm like, "I really don't want to do it." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, you, you, we do enough with these Tuesday nights, and then uh, and then uh, we do the challenge. We do Big Brother and sports podcast, yeah, be, and then yeah, and then when Survivor's on, we do the Survivor <laughs> podcast. So I I don't, but you know what I, I will say this artist, the people that watch those shows uh, from the states, they really like Australia. I know I I've seen I've seen comments like that on Facebook. Just like said, like Australia, and I'm like, what's so special about Australia? Australia that everybody giving these comments on them about? <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of what I've read is that it's more like our survivor used to be. Oh, well then I can understand why everybody likes it. Yeah. Oh, the old school survivor? I'm just, I'm gonna yeah. be honest, I like the South African version better than the Australian version right now. Oh really? Yes. I have a huge problem with the way Australian Survivor is edited. Because <laughs> like, like there's this one girl 
that went through the, the entire pre-merge phase of the game without getting literally a single confessional. And there was another dude that went like 12 straight episodes without getting one. Wow. Like, they purple. And, Imagine and how they felt. Yeah, and it's like there been there was also a guy this season who lasted six episodes, zero confessionals the entire way. And there was another girl and on on another season, lasted seven episodes, zero confessionals. Wow. Well, at South least Af- at least South at least the USA at least the USA version in the editing, whether you like it or not. They do tend to try to tell a story. You know, yeah. they do try to and if you watch it artists, they always they always seem to take somebody down and then pull them up before they take them down again. Yeah. Oh, so they, okay. they give yeah. you the arcs, you know, they they don't normally they don't just they don't just edit you as just a a horrible person from day one all the way to the end, or a hero from day one all the way to the end. They usually edit it where you got a few peaks and valleys. Kind of like Marianne in this past season. Hmm. I mean, I mean, and I mean, you can say that as as recently as with Shay. I mean, Shan. With Shan, I mean, they they did her that way, you know. She had peaks and valleys, mm-hmm. so. But 